Super Talk Mississippi media production. You're listening to Sports Talk Mississippi On Demand, presented by Pearl River Resort. Escape to Choctaw, Mississippi and enjoy world-class gaming, the Dancing Rabbit Golf Club, and Geyser Falls Water Park. Escape to Pearl River Resort. To the junction, in the grove, and to the top. This, this is Sports Talk Mississippi. On your radio and in the game. Right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Hey, good Thursday afternoon. Sports Talk Mississippi streaming with you online at supertalk.fm. Richard Cross and Michael Borkey. Getting close to the weekend. Glad to be with you. You want to be part of the show? You can do so today on the C Spire text line. Not just today. You can do that every day. C Spire text line 601-879-4395. 601-879-4395. That's the number if you would like to be a part of the conversation. And we welcome you to do that. Brian Haydad is off. As he gleefully told you at the end of the show yesterday, today would be a video game day for him. Uh, probably not how I would spend uh, a day off. I just decided to take a day for uh, relaxation. But, hey, you, you can't be mad at somebody for doing what they like, right, Borky? Yeah, you know, everybody should be allowed to do whatever they want to do. I mean, you are also free to make fun of somebody for doing whatever they choose to do. That's the beauty of the First Amendment in this great country is you can say pretty much whatever you want with impunity. And we're not screaming fire in a movie theater, so I think we're good. Yeah, I think uh, I think we are good uh, this afternoon. Glad to be with you. If you're watching us on uh, cspiretv.com, you go, eh, Richard, your backdrop looks a little bit different. Uh, soccer tonight, as the spring version of soccer season begins for teams in the SEC. Ole Miss has a soccer game tonight, and I'm doing that on uh, television on SEC Network Plus uh, after the show ends. So uh, coming to you from the Ole Miss Soccer Stadium, which is uh, it's kind of weird, Borky. So you look around, and around the field, it's brown, right? I mean, that's what grass looks like this time yeah. of year. It, it's brown, except for the fact that they've overseeded the nice. field with ryegrass, and so it's like this bright emerald green that's got a brown grass around all the way around it. <laughs> uh, so that's uh, that's what we're looking at uh, this time of the year. When I mean, you're pretty calling cool. a soccer game, are you that guy that like calls it a pitch and and the keeper? And uses the soccer terminologies like that, or do you Americanize it like you should? Uh, I do. I would say a hybrid of the two. I, I will will alternate between goalkeeper and keeper. I don't go that's with goal, I don't go with goalie. No, uh, that's like what you say to little Timmy. You know, go play goalie. That's yeah. not the that, that's not the college ranks. You know. Yeah, yeah. In the net or goalkeeper or the keeper. So yeah, I mean, and, and if that. If that's too uh, like soccer kitschy for you, I, I don't know what to uh, what to say on that. Uh, I will occasionally refer to their uniforms as kits. Yeah, see, there you go. Kinda, you're kinda you're crossing because, the line yeah, there, aren't I? I hear you. Uh, yeah, I would generally call it a match as opposed to a game, uh, but that's okay. I mean, you don't call it a tennis game; you call it a tennis match, and so yeah, whatever works. Uh, so yeah, I mean, that's kind of. I, there's nothing wrong with that, by the way. If that's the common vernacular in the sport, then you should probably refer to it as that. But I always get out a, a kick, especially around here, 
because, I mean, if we're being honest, there's not a whole lot of soccer fans around here, but, like, I've got a buddy who's a big soccer guy. Like, wakes up to watch uh, Manchester United or whoever the heck he's chosen from the EPL and stuff like that. And hearing this guy with a deep southern accent use phrases like pitch and kit and stuff (laughs) like that always gets me. Um, Yeah, here's what I have tried to do. I'm not trying to pretend that I am soccer guy because it would be incredibly inauthentic and people that actually are soccer people would see through it. Now, people that aren't, you know, maybe they wouldn't see through it, but my assumption is the majority of the people that are watching a college soccer match are people that either love soccer or have a daughter that is playing or a girlfriend or a niece or, you know, a close family friend. And those people have probably been around the game enough that they kind of know what's going on anyway. And so it feels like if I was being fake, those people would see right through it. So I just decided I'm going to try and get names right. I'm going to try and pronounce names right. I'm going to try and set up my analyst, Ian Banner, who is English and has played or refereed soccer for his entire life, for him to do the more technical stuff. And I'm just going to try and not... like. I don't call it offsides because in soccer it's offside. That's you right. don't put the S on the end. Yeah. Uh, so, th- th- you know, there's some basic things. It's funny. I was talking with a buddy who was uh, an announcer earlier today. He's like, what do your boards look like for soccer? Like in comparison to, you know, the charts that you prepare, prepare for a basketball game or for a football game and the way you build out your scorebook for, for baseball. I was like, I, I, I mean, I've just kind of come up with something that works for me. I have no idea what they should look like. They're probably people who've been announcing soccer for their entire life, and they would laugh at my setup. But you know, again, it's just enough to try and get me through without trying to sound like a, an idiot. I hear you. Well, I'll, I'll drop like an fun, equalizer though. on you. That's okay. I mean, again, that's soccer term. That's okay. Yeah, I hear I mean, you. D- down two one, you're not necessarily trying to tie it up. You're looking for the equalizer. Works out. I mean, you know, you, you got to cater to your audience, I guess. Uh, somebody said, how is the outlook for college soccer looking? Who is good? I, look, we're not going to go any farther down the soccer road, and I'm not going to um, try. And, I, I, here, here's what I will tell you. The, the only thing that's fascinating to me, so if, if you follow NCAA athletics at all, you know that most of the sports in the spring either didn't happen or they happened in a very truncated manner. And that's what it, that was what the SEC was. So... Ole Miss, for example, played eight games. They were all conference games, matches, in the fall. And then they played one in the tournament. And so they finished four and five. And now they've got, uh, oh, eight or ten games scheduled in the spring. And so I was talking to Matt Mott earlier today, who's the Ole Miss soccer coach. I said, okay, so, so help me understand. You had SEC play, and you had a conference tournament, what is this? He said it is just a continuation of the fall season into the spring. So there's going to be an NCAA women's soccer championship later in the spring, but you're kind of combining. And I said, okay, well, what does that mean for the conferences that didn't play in the fall? Because you had the SEC, the Big 12, the ACC, and I think the Sunbelt Conference. I think those were the only four leagues that played a fall schedule. I said, so what does that mean? So if you go five and three in the spring and you finish nine and nine, is your nine and nine the same as UCLA going four and four? And he said, 
That's a great question, and I have no idea the answer to that. So <laughs> that's such a soccer thing, man. I mean, the whole sport is like that. This is why I love football because there's but it's a not season, normally like that. But it is elsewhere, though. I'll give you an example. But like football, you've got a season, and then a postseason, and then the season ends, and yeah. then you start another season. But like even like Hey Dad, he watches soccer during this show. And you'll ask him when he gets pumped up, well, what are they playing for? Well, they're, they're playing to make this cup, or they're playing for this cup, but the playoffs start in a few months. Like, what are you talking about? This year is, 2021 is a huge year for the men's national team, right? Team USA. They have World Cup qualifying this fall after they spend the summer playing in the Gold <laughs> Cup yeah. for something completely different. And just have one season, one trophy, one championship, and stop confusing all of us. I'm a football guy. My brain is smaller than yours, apparently. Just give me one trophy. Yeah. I hear you. That, that's and, and, just a now, soccer now, thing. And in fairness, this. college soccer is not normally like that. They play in the fall. And then there are conference tournaments in the fall, and then the NCAA championships in the fall, and then they're done by the middle to late part of November. Maybe early December. Yeah. So, anyway. Mike in Oxford says, do you say Ole Miss is leading or Ole Miss are leading? I responded <laughs> to him. Too. Yeah, I responded to him on the ceasefire text line. Shut up, Mike. <laughs> that, that was my response. Uh, so, anyway, that's enough soccer talk for, uh, for you this afternoon. We are glad to be with you. There's a really big story that is evolving in the National Football League as it pertains to Russell Wilson, the quarterback of the Seattle Seahawks. The story came out that he had demanded a trade, and he was frustrated, and he wanted out. And his agent has said, well, that's not exactly what's going on. He has not demanded a trade, but if Seattle is interested in trading him, there are four teams that he would consider being traded to. And those four teams are the Dallas Cowboys, who, as I understand it, have a pretty established quarterback. Who is not signed under contract, though. That, that is correct. Well, he's under contract, but he's not under a long-term contract. They can franchise tag him. They can tag him again, he, but if they, they don't, he's a free agent. Yeah, I mean, the Cowboys, as it stands right now, they're not going to let him walk as a free agent. That's not going to happen. Oh, it'll be a sign-and-trade deal if they get involved in this. The Las Vegas Raiders, the Chicago Bears, and the New Orleans Saints. Those are the four teams that Russell Wilson says he would entertain a possible trade to. And so what does that mean for the Saints, who are probably looking for a quarterback? I say probably. I mean, how much longer do we have to hold on to the Drew Brees hasn't officially announced? And Mike Florio at Pro Football Talk wrote an article about that yesterday, and he answered the question in his article, what is Brees waiting for? Uh, this summer, when his cap hit goes to $1 million instead of twenty-five, he's helping the team. Helping he's the team. He's retiring. Okay. And that makes sense. That absolutely makes sense. You had a couple of baseball games yesterday afternoon. You had some basketball last night as well. We'll get into all of that when we continue. This is Sports Talk Mississippi. From the Venable Glass Traffic Center, I'm Patty Steele. Venable Glass in Ridgeland and Brandon, locally owned and operated with free mobile service for you in the Tri-County area. Traffic moving smoothly so far this afternoon, looking good with no accidents or major congestion right now. If you notice problems, contact your local law enforcement. 
This update is brought to you by Smith Brothers Body Shop. The best from us to you. Proudly serving the metro area since 1946. Call Smith Brothers, 601-353-5217. I'm Phil Bryant, former governor of Mississippi. I want to share how Mercy House Adult and Teen Challenge is beating dependency and addiction with real results. Families are being restored and relationships healed. Donate a vehicle today in any condition, running or not. Old paperwork is handled and vehicles are picked up and taken away. Donations are tax deductible and 100% of the money stays right here in Mississippi. Call today at 601-572-7296. Thank you. I got my son back. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe. The wings, the chicken tenders and bites, fried or grilled, and the best specialty pizzas in the metro. Call 769-208-8283. That's 769-208-8283. 769-208-8283. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store in Richland. Now's the best time of the year to say more with Mahindra. And it all starts with zero. Pay zero down and 0% interest up to 60 months. That's more for less on many of Mahindra's best-selling models. With tractors that deliver more lift, capacity, fuel efficiency, and built-in weight. So get zero down, zero percent interest for up to 60 months on Mahindra, the world's number one selling tractor, Mahindra, available at the tractor store in Richland. Are you an employee or employer in search of flame-resistant clothing that'll protect your arms and legs but won't cost you an arm and a leg? Well, ESI Supply has you covered, literally, with full coveralls, button-down long sleeves, two-button cotton pullovers, and jeans to go with them. ESI Supply is your flame-resistant clothing headquarters. If we don't have it, we can get it at prices that won't burn the pocketbook. ESI Supply, 601-933-4910. And online at ESISupply.net. ESI Supply, your flame-resistant clothing headquarters. Coleman Taylor Transmission. Here's Flint from Coleman Taylor Transmission about what to do if you're having issues with your transmission. We do free diagnosis, first of all, so we just need to get the vehicle to our shop. If you have a way to do that, bring it in. If you do not, have free towing on major repairs. Tell you basically the things you want to know is how, how much is it going to be and how long is it going to take. Usually try to get them checked the same day. Coleman Taylor Transmission is about you, the customer. I don't sleep at night if I feel like I've mistreated somebody or, or overcharged somebody or done something like that. 601-355-8520. Be sure to tune in every Saturday morning from 10 until noon for The Handyman Show. Brought to you locally in part by Mid-South Crawl Space Solutions. Protecting your home from structural damage, cracks, humidity, mold, and more. That's Mid-South Crawl Space Solutions of Mississippi. Tune in to Good Things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. Right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. I listen to it at work. At work. Sports Talk Mississippi. Sports Talk Mississippi. On Super Talk Mississippi. Did you get that memo? Yes, Unpack the baseball games from yesterday afternoon. We'll start in Starkville where Mississippi State jumped out to a two-run lead early. A first inning Cameron James home run. Got the Bulldogs out in front. They added a run when Drew McGowan had an RBI single in the uh, second inning. That made it three to nothing. Um and then in the fifth inning, scored a couple more runs as uh, Landon Jordan. Uh, is that right? Is it Landon Jordan? I think that's right. 
Yes. yes. Sorry. I, I don't know why I was double-checking on his name. So RBI single from Landon Jordan, and then um, had another run come home to score. And Mississippi State led 5 to nothing at that point in the game. Jackson State got a run in the sixth inning and a run in the seventh inning to make it a three-run game. It was then 5-2. to two. Mississippi State, though, uh, got another RBI from Cameron James when he singled to left in the eighth inning. And then a uh, run came home to score on another ground ball. Made it 7-2. to two. Jackson State did add a ninth inning run. 7-3 to three was the final. And probably the most important thing yesterday, Brandon Smith, uh, well, that's not true because he didn't go deep in the game. Mississippi State used a bunch of arms yesterday. And that makes sense. When we look at the, the box score from the Ole Miss game in a second, you'll see that Mike Bianco did the same thing as well. There was so much that you needed to do over the weekend in terms of winning that you probably didn't go very deep in your bullpen. Mississippi State used one, two, three, four, five, six, seven guys yesterday out of the bullpen. Brandon Smith was the designated starter, so he got the win after going two innings and striking out two. Davis Rocos out of the bullpen, four strikeouts in two innings. Mikey Tepper pitched, Chase Patrick tixed, uh, pitched, Casey Hunter pitched, so did Xavier Lovett, and then Jackson Forrester finished it off in the uh, the end. So Mississippi State gets the win, and we are going to hear a little bit more from Chris Lamonis, head baseball coach at Mississippi State, coming up uh, a little bit later in the show. His thoughts on the win yesterday, but also looking ahead to the weekend with Tulane. Ole Miss was at home yesterday. And the Rebels jumped out to a one to nothing lead in the first inning thanks to a solo home run from uh, Cale Baker. So first outing of the year, Baker missed the opening weekend, didn't travel with Ole Miss uh, for COVID-related issues. And then the Rebels scored three runs in the bottom of the third inning, two in the bottom of the fourth, three in the bottom of the fifth, and then three more in the bottom of the eighth. And the, uh, the base hit of most interest to Ole Miss fans uh, came when John Rice Plumley pinch hit in the eighth inning. The first pitch he saw, Borky, he hit, hit uh, to deep left center field, hit a two-run home run, his first career home run at Ole Miss, and uh, the folks that were still there at that point kind of went crazy. That was a cool moment. Had to be a cool moment for John Rice Plumley. Yeah, for sure. And I just uh, you wonder with uh, their offensive struggles if uh, Ole Miss basketball could use a shooting guard, and I wonder if he could step back and make some threes. <laughs> Jeez. You think he can get uh, 33 out of 100? Because uh, that would help the Hoops team, too. And what an athlete. And that's just uh, incredible uh, that you can step. You know, he played quarterback last year and then a little bit early this football season in transitions and catches for, what, 88 yards and a touchdown and a bowl win against a top-10 team. And then he steps on the baseball field, albeit Arkansas State, and then hits a home run. I mean, that, that is a, regardless of how you think about his ability to play quarterback, and my opinion on that's been expressed on this show for two years now, uh, it takes a special athlete to make that transition and excel at both. That's just so impressive. And, little known fact, he can play the piano. So, <laughs> I feel like I've heard that somewhere before. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's not something that ever gets mentioned on the broadcast. So Yeah. Uh, Justin Bench was one for four. Gonzalez had a hit. Big day for Kevin Graham. Three for four with a couple of runs batted in. He's hitting three eighty five in the early part of the season. Uh, Tim Elko was 0 for 2. Walked a couple of times. Uh, you got a hit out of uh, Hayden Dunhurst. A hit from Leatherwood. Plumley had the, the home run. Cale Baker went one for three with the two-run homer. 
Knox LaPosser played in the game. He uh, got on base once via a walk. And then uh, also T.J. McCants drew the start at second base yesterday. He went two for five at the plate. So uh, two for five with a run scored. He had a double and a pretty loud single in the game as well. So Ole Miss, for the first time this year, gets into double-digit hits. Drew McDaniel was the designated starter. He went four and a third, gave up two hits, one earned run, eight strikeouts, and a walk. They also used Jackson Kimbrell and Cody Adcock and Wes Burton and Tyler Myers. And the Myers thing was kind of cool because this was the first time that he had pitched in uh, in over a year. Had the uh, the offseason uh, arm issue and uh, comes back from uh, from that, gave up a double to the first man that he faced, and then he, uh, he struck out three to finish off the game. So a win for Ole Miss over uh, over Arkansas State yesterday. Uh, good win for the uh, the Rebels as they move to 4-0 on the year, and they increase the uh, the win streak to uh, 20, 20 in a row. So 16 straight to, right? well, lost the season opener, then won 16 in a row last year, and uh, start this season off 4-0. They host UCF this weekend. The, uh, the forecast does not look lovely. We talked about this a little bit yesterday. I'd love to tell you that it has gotten a little bit better. It has not. Looks like, uh, at least in North Mississippi, the rain is going to move in sometime tonight. There is a river flood warning in North Mississippi. So you had all the snow, and it melted and then ran off, and now you've got uh, more of the wet stuff coming in this weekend. In terms of... Uh, Percentage chances of rain. Tonight there is a 100% chance of rain with 1 to 2 inches expected. Tomorrow there is a 100% chance of rain. Half an inch during the day. A 90% chance of rain tomorrow night. It does get a little bit better on Saturday when there's only a 61% chance and it's scattered thunderstorms. And then a 100% chance of thunderstorms on Sunday. That's not a forecast that makes it easy to play three baseball games over the course of three days. No, and uh, scattered showers is also what we should call uh, the beer showers in right field this year, considering the social distancing. So, yeah, uh, nice little crossover there. But that stinks, especially for the the season opening series. You're playing so well, and then it gets disrupted uh, like this. It just it stinks so much. But I guess that's what happens when you play an outside sport. Is we're transitioning from winter to extreme winter, to summer, and then back to spring again uh, in the last couple of weeks. So I guess this is what we get. For Mississippi State, the chance of rain tomorrow in Starkville is 87%, uh, down to 40% on Saturday, and then same thing on Sunday. High of 77, which when you say 77 in late February, you can bet thunderstorms are in the neighborhood as well. So there's a 96% chance of rain in Starkville on Sunday. What does that mean? Well, we don't know what it means. My guess is, I don't even know if I feel good about making a guess. I'll just say it would not surprise me at all if you got an announcement from Ole Miss at some point, I don't know, lunchtime or so tomorrow, and they said, you know, due to the forecast, doubleheader on Saturday. They're going to try and play a doubleheader and start it at noon and, you know, see what happens. And then, you know, hope that the forecast gets a little bit better. Maybe the front blows through a little faster than expected and they're able to play a game on Sunday. And kind of the same thing for Mississippi State. I, I, you know, maybe because the forecast is a little bit better in, uh, in Starkville, they're expecting about half an inch of rain tonight. 
quarter of an inch of rain tomorrow. And then it kind of gets out of Starkville tomorrow night. So it could be that Mississippi State is not able to play at 4 o'clock tomorrow afternoon, but maybe they're able to push it back to 6.30 or 7 or 8 o'clock tomorrow night and still get a game in. So we'll see. I mean, uh, again, you know, you're kind of guessing if you're uh, if you're looking right now and going, what is the chance? Um, so I don't know. And obviously, the I mean, the ground's wet. And these stadiums, we got really good drainage setups. Uh, but who knows? Mike sends a message says they need to start a doubleheader at four o'clock today. I don't, uh, I don't disagree with you. We also get a message on the uh, ceasefire text line that says John Reese came through with a dinger yesterday. Yes, sir. Yeah, John Reese Plumbly. <laughs> so. Uh, I look, I mean, we're hopeful for baseball this weekend, right? But but being much more than hopeful right now feels like you're being uh, a little bit maybe overly optimistic. But who knows? Weather weather patterns can change all the time, yeah. and they do. So we will uh, we'll see. Anything stand out to you for uh, for Mississippi State yesterday? Oh, it's just midweek baseball. I mean, I look at these as as long as nobody got hurt and you beat a team you're supposed to beat. That's really it. I mean, I, I was being a little hyperbolic, but these guys, at times when they play these midweek games, and I'm sure we'll talk about uh, what happened at Auburn uh, soon as well, I mean, they see better stuff at times in batting practice. So just win the midweek games you're supposed to win. If you do that, great. And that's really all that you can take away from it. I just I, I don't know how much we should read into really anything that happens as long as they win and take care of business. Now, if you lose to Jackson State, if you lose to Arkansas State or Presbyterian College or somebody like that, maybe it's different, but hey, they win. They beat better teams, seemingly healthy, all good. AccuWeather has this headline, Borky. Series of storms to deluge 1,000-mile-long swath of U.S. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, increasing clouds, high near 72. Tonight, a 40% chance of rain, low around 51. Your Thursday, a slight chance of rain, mostly cloudy, high near 62. Thursday evening, a 70% chance of showers, cloudy skies, low around 49. And for your finally Friday, showers and thunderstorms in the forecast, mostly cloudy, high near 65. This weather is service of our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha Outboard dealer in Brandon. From luxury hotels to homeowners, Bath Fitter in Ridgeland will exceed your expectations. Your beautiful new bath and shower are made with the same high-quality materials used in luxury hotels and installed in as little as one day. Bath Fitter in Ridgeland will provide the bath or shower custom designed you've always wanted with no heavy demo or weeks without your bath area. Visit bathfitter.com where you can design your own bath area and book your free in-home or virtual consultation. Bath Get ready for Trustmark Park College Baseball, featuring the only college baseball game of the season to be played at Trustmark Park. Mississippi State plays University of Southern Mississippi Tuesday, March 2nd at Trustmark Park. The game starts at 6 p.m. Tickets on sale at Ticketmaster.com or the Trustmark Park box office. Fun for the whole family. Get your tickets now. Trustmark College Baseball, featuring Mississippi State versus University of Southern Mississippi. A Spectrum Event Production. 
Hi, I'm Dale Danks with the Danks, Miller & Corey firm. Our office represents clients and businesses across Mississippi. If you need a lawyer you can trust and who will fight for you, don't compromise. Danks, Miller & Corey, online at DanksMillerCorey.com. Right now, Allstate has almost as many ways to save as there are types of music. Save for being a new customer. Save more for adding DriveWise. And save even more for driving safely. Visit Allstate.com or contact your local agent to get a quote. Find out how much you can save today. Allstate. Now that should be music to your ears. Not available in every state. New customer savings based on early signing discount. DriveWise is an optional feature. Savings vary based on how you buy. Subject to terms and conditions. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Northbrook, Illinois. Ridgeland Medical Clinic is a proud sponsor of the Gallo Radio Show. Conveniently located in Ridgeland off Highway 51 North in the Oak Place Shopping Center. Call them to see Jody Adams today. Hey, I'm here with Alex Murray of Auto Innovation. At Auto Innovation, we want to change your car buying experience. When you're in the market for a quality pre-owned vehicle, please come see us. We want to make friends, not just customers. All eligible vehicles are inspected by a Master Tech mechanic and come with a limited powertrain warranty on us. We are located on Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Come by and see us or check out our inventory online at autoinnovation.net. Let us change your car buying experience. Auto Innovation, Highway 51 in Ridgeland. I'm Stephen Gagliano, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. In 2019, a man in Madison County opened fire on law enforcement, striking Deputy Brad Sullivan in the head. Sullivan's road to recovery continues, and this morning he sat in the courtroom as Edgar Egbert, the suspect in the case, pled guilty to six counts of attempted murder. Egbert received a life sentence on each charge. And a former Tunica County Housing Director has been arrested. State Auditor Shad White says Martis Jones led an organization responsible for operating a program to rehabilitate dilapidated homes owned by low-income residents. Mr. Jones embezzled over 40% of the funds in the program and then took another 40% on top of that in administrative fees. So the percentage of the actual program that went to really help low-income people repair their homes was around 19%. When Jones was arrested, a demand letter was issued totaling over $1 million. Mississippians want a medical marijuana program supported by doctors and patients. That's why 74% of Mississippi voters approved Initiative 65, the Doctors and Patients Medical Marijuana Initiative. And it's why they voted down the Politicians Initiative that would have postponed medical marijuana here in Mississippi. Now, the politicians who oppose medical marijuana outright are up to some new tricks. The politicians in Jackson are trying to pass a fake medical marijuana bill to thwart the will of Mississippians, they just won't learn. We passed medical marijuana last fall, so patients who suffer from debilitating medical conditions can stop suffering. It's the will of the people. Call your legislator, 601-359-3770. Tell them you want medical marijuana like you voted for. Not the politician's scheme to stop it. Patients who suffer can't wait. Paid for by Mississippians for Compassionate Care. A new voice is here on Super Talk Mississippi. Dan Bongino. He's a former Secret Service agent, police officer, best-selling author, and host of the fastest-growing conservative talk show in America, The Dan Bongino Show. Each weeknight, starting at 11, Dan Bongino tackles the hottest political issues, debunking the rhetoric, and giving you the hard-hitting truth. The Dan Bongino Show. Weeknights at 11. The Dan Bongino Show on Super Talk Mississippi. 
Okay, what we do next? Keep it moving, buddy. You can be a part of Sports Talk Mississippi. 888-808-8637 on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm. Richard Cross, Michael Borkey, Brian Haydad is off today. We're glad to be with you. I'll give you a chance to hear from uh, Mike Bianco, Ole Miss head baseball coach, and then uh, we'll hear from Chris Lamonis after the break as well. But earlier today, Mike Bianco had a uh, little bit of uh, Q&A with uh, media. I think the uh, first question comes from uh, Ben Garrett at the Ole Miss Spirit here is Ole Miss head baseball coach Mike Bianco. Yeah, Mike, um, Peyton, first game without him, and T.J. McCann steps up and plays really well, hits really well, Baker's back. So what do you think of the offense and, and how you are able to put up runs and hits tonight? Well, you know, it's hard to argue when you when you score 12 runs. And uh, certainly they opened up the door for us, you know, early on with some errors. Um, you know, we probably weren't uh, – not probably, we weren't as efficient, you know, certainly the first few innings. Um, as we were, you know, over in Texas. Uh, but that's going to happen. You know, as we, we said sometimes, you know, you know, hitting can, can, you know, come and go. Uh, but I thought, um, you know, it was really neat. It was really neat to, uh, you know, see TJ in there and, and, uh, you know, get, get a couple hits, get some swings off. And even before he got the hit, you know, his first at bat, he was aggressive. And, and that's what, I, you know, I was looking for. Would, would he, would he, you know, be tentative or would he go for it? And he you know, certainly went for it. And he had a nice turn of a double play tonight. Um, and of course, you know, nice to have Bake back and, you know, jumped on a fastball. And, uh, so yeah, uh, offensively, you know, you, you gotta, you gotta be, uh, excited when you, you score double digit runs. Yeah, Mike, Adcock tonight, Mallets over the weekend. In a normal year, we've been talking about those guys in the preseason, but there's so much depth. That's kind of the weird thing about this year. And there's so many more arms for you to sort through. And, and, you know, and I, I don't necessarily, some of it's COVID, but not necessarily all of it, you know, uh, uh, it's just, uh, you know, really good, you know, couple of classes that, you know, had some really good arms and, and you're right. I mean, you know, now we've, I think pitched 16 guys, um, you'd have to look back. I don't know when's the last time we pitched 16 guys we pitched 16 guys in four games, you know, um, and, uh, they've all pitched. Pitched well, you know they, they they've all competed. They've thrown the thrown the ball in the strike zone, and so so to watch new guys out there. And we knew Adcock was going to be a part of it, and certainly Burton and Myers. And uh, but it was nice to watch Kimbrell come in and do the job against a left-hander in a kind of a sticky situation again uh, to get out of big jam, big strikeout, double play gets off the field. Uh, but man, I was really proud of Cody. Uh, it's tough to run out there the first time, and uh, you know to, to to go to full count uh, your first hitter. And uh, throw a 93 mile an hour fastball. You know, it was his best fastball. You know, it wasn't you know at 89, and uh, and so he showed a lot of confidence out there. Obviously, strikes out the side. Uh, Burton, you know, uh, you know, just looked dominant. But then you know, Tyler at the end, it's tough. You know, and that, again, coming you know uh, off uh, you know uh, uh, red shirt year where you had surgery, uh, and then you come back. Um, you get, you finally get, you know, on the field, open, you know, open and pitch or open and batter gets a double and then he ends up handling it, you know, strikes out three in a row. So just really proud and happy for those guys, especially the guys going out there for, for the first time. What do you think of McDaniel um, and his start? Dominant, you know, and, and uh, you know, kind of 
the way he's been all fall and, and early spring. I mean, uh, low 90s, 90, 93, uh, with, you know, kind of an explosive fastball, um, you know, an above-average slider, an above-average changeup, and uh, uh, really attacked. You know, he, he, he pitched well, especially early. He, he just ran out of juice, you know, there, you know, at the end. One, as you know, it's tough, you know, sometimes, you know, scoring a lot of runs isn't great for the pitcher, you know, that you kind of get out of that, that rhythm and, you know, um, and, uh, but I thought it had more to do with just a little bit of fatigue because one of the things I said on the radio is, you know, we, we have been so conscious of Nikhazy, Hoagland and Diamond getting to certain pitches each weekend. And uh, McDaniel had uh, sometimes been a little more efficient. And so when he matched up with Doug, he may not have hit that same mark. And so uh, he threw 70, what, 71 pitches tonight. And that's the most he's thrown, you know, since he's been here. Now, Doug had already thrown 70 plus in an inner squad game. So is Gunner, so is Diamond. So they were more prepared, I think, you know, for a start. So once we got, we knew that was probably going to be his last inning, but you could tell, you know, he got a little winded there at the end. Mike, was uh, was TJ just the, the automatic starter there when Peyton got hurt, or did you have to push some buttons in the coaching machine to come up with that? Or, you know, what just, I guess, long term for the extent of the injury, do, is TJ going to be your guy, do you think? No, I, I think, uh, you know, Garrett will get some some starts, Garrett Wood. Um, and then, you know, we, we've, we've talked about, you know, moving bench in and, you know, maybe Salmons or Plumley, you know, getting a start in center field. And so one of the things that, you know, uh, it, it's going to force us to do, but, you know, it may be a good thing is it's going to force us to get some guys in there that may not have, you know, and uh, so like TJ gets a start tonight and, you know, um, and so we'll see as time goes on. So, you know, no, I don't think, uh, you know, it's it's just locked. We'll, we'll, we'll play some different guys and I think, you know, we'll try to take advantage of, you know, this opportunity to, to get some more bats and get some other guys ready to play. With McDaniel and some of the COVID freshmen, Kimball, just how, what kind of growth did you see from them not having a full season, but taking over and being able to take the jump in year two? You know, and I, and I think that's, uh, I may have mentioned it at some point, um, that nobody ever really talks about. I mean, we've talked so, about so much different things about COVID and coaching and extra years and all of that. But the thing that, that, that I, I think is, is kind of paramount, you just, you don't know. You know, you saw 16 games. You didn't see, you know, 66 games. And, um, you know, and, and the maturation of, of the players, pitchers and hitters alike. Um, and so I think these four weeks are really important. You know, I think they're really important to see where guys are. Uh, and certainly, you know, Drew's a different guy than he was last year. And, you know, and we'll have to continue to see that with other guys. And I think that's a, you know, what I think that's what your question is. And I think that's that's going to be important, not just in our program, but I think everywhere. You know, that's the thing people don't, don't don't talk about where, you know, would have a guy like McDaniel or whoever that, that freshman was last year or maybe a sophomore, you know, what would that have year done? You know, for him, you know, maturing as a baseball player, um, you know, physically, I don't think it made a difference. I mean, they all kept lifting weights and those types of things. But as a baseball player, skill-wise and confidence and in their in their head and those types of things, um, that that year is important. And um, you know, so uh, we're just going to have to see for a, you know a lot of that. We're you know, of course, four games into it. All right, that was Mike Bianco after Ole Miss's uh, win over Arkansas State last night, visiting with the media. And I, to me, there are a couple of things that that stand out. Um, number one, 
And it's uh, the, the sample size. Okay. First of all, Borky, newsflash. Ole Miss is not going to go undefeated in baseball. It's not going to happen. I feel extremely confident in making that statement. I think they're a really, really good baseball team. Even the best of the really, really good baseball teams lose a dozen games. I mean, if you, a, a team that goes, I don't know, you, you, you win the College World Series and you go 54-13, and 13, that was an unbelievable year. Ole Miss is going to lose some baseball games along the way, but so far they haven't, and most everything has clicked so far. And I think I'm doing the math right on this. The Ole Miss bullpen has not allowed a run through four games. And you heard Mike Bianco say they've used 16 different pitchers. Now, four of those pitchers have been starters, and Drew McDaniel has pitched twice. Most of the guys, though, have only pitched one time. And so it's been a bunch of different guys who have gone out and one way or another have managed to put up a zero. Some of the situations have been more pressure-packed than others. Uh, There have only been a couple of jams, though, that anybody's had to work out of so far this season. So the bullpen has been good, and I think that's really important because the the conversation, or so much of the conversation coming into the year, was about the rotation, about Nikhazy, Hoagland, and Diamond. And then it was like, oh, yeah, the bullpen's going to be good, too. Well, you're kind of seeing that manifest itself as the bullpen so far hasn't just been good, it's been great. The other thing to me that was fascinating was what he was talking about in terms of rotating guys around. I think it was Parrish Alford that asked if McCants was going to kind of lock in as the second baseman in the absence of Peyton Chattanier. Uh, and the answer is no. I mean, McCants could play himself probably into playing that every day, but it sounds like right now Garrett Wood is going to get a start or two. Uh, you heard him say that Justin Bench may come in from center field and get a start or two, uh, thus allowing them to put Kate Sammons in the outfield, perhaps getting John Rice Plumley a start. And it's a whole lot easier to put John Rice Plumley in for a start after when you gave him an opportunity at the plate, what did he do? He hit a two-run home run and, you know, kind of attacked the baseball. And that's coming off a good spring. So John Rice Plumley's trying to play his way into the lineup. So there are a lot of pieces, and there's a lot of talent there. I do think that the most important thing is when inevitably this baseball team runs into some adversity. When they lose a series at home, when they drop a series on the road, when they don't they, they just show up and they don't play well, how are they going to respond to that? Because you're now going on a year since the Ole Miss baseball team has faced any adversity, and I'm not even sure that losing a, what, a three- or four-run game to the number one team in the country in the season opener really qualifies as adversity a year ago. So maybe you're saying, you know, it's been a year and a half since they've had any sort of adversity that they've dealt with. I do think it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out when ultimately we find that. So that was Mike Bianco talking after the game last night. When we come back, we will hear from Chris Lamonis, who spoke after Mississippi State's win over Jackson State last night as well. This is Sports Talk Mississippi. the Venable Glass Traffic Center. I'm Patty Steele. Venable Glass in Ridgeland and Brandon, locally owned and operated with free mobile service for you in the Tri-County area. Traffic moving smoothly so far this afternoon, looking good with no accidents or major congestion right now. If you notice problems, contact your local law enforcement. 
This update is brought to you by Smith Brothers Body Shop. The best from us to you. Proudly serving the metro area since 1946. Call Smith Brothers, 601-353-5217. Be sure and check out the newly remodeled Basils in Fondren, where you get simple food done well. And don't forget to drop by Basils Fountain View at the Renaissance. Go to eatbasils.com for online ordering for both locations. That's Basils. Get ready, Greater Jackson area. The big one, the Great Southern Gun and Knife Show, is coming for two big days at the Mississippi Coliseum. Saturday, 9 till 5, Sunday, 10 till 5. Hundreds of dealers' tables available, full of guns, knives, ammunition, holsters, gun books, camouflage, jewelry, and related items. Hunters and collectors, the big show is for you. Buy, sell, trade, or just spend the day browsing. Ladies are especially welcome. Admission is just $9 for adults and $2 for kids ages 6 to 11. Sorry, no one under the age of 18 admitted without a parent. Got guns to sell? Be sure they're unloaded and bring them. Instant background checks available for gun purchases. The big one, the Great Southern Gun and Knife Show. Saturday 9 to 5, Sunday 10 to 5 at the Mississippi Coliseum. Take the high street exit off I-55 and follow the signs to exercise your right to keep and bear arms. And be sure to register for the door prize. See you this weekend at the big one. Sure as shooting, don't miss this portion of Sports Talk Mississippi is sponsored by Coleman Taylor Transmission, servicing Central Mississippi for over 60 years. Their ASE certified technicians offer dependable transmission services, a warranty, and record services. Call Coleman Taylor today for all your transmission needs. Mississippi prisons are in crisis because of extremely long sentences and parole laws that offer no way out. These laws are costing us millions and don't make us any safer. State lawmakers are considering solutions that safely reduce the prison population. They need our support. Without reform, we all pay. Families, communities, and taxpayers. We can fix this crisis, but only if we act now. Paid for by Forward.us. When you choose Roto-Rooter, you'll get honest estimates and no hassle guarantee so you can get it fixed quickly and enjoy peace of mind. We're there for you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, day and night, holidays, and weekends. We've been providing service to Mississippi for over 80 years. Call the original Roto-Rooter, 601-353-3333. Mention this ad to receive $25 off any service. Call Roto-Rooter, that's the name. And a troubles down the drain. Roto-Rooter. Confidence, peace of mind, a way forward. During tough times, these are the things we all want. And with the personalized help of a Trustmark relationship manager, it's something we can find together. That's why Trustmark is standing by business owners. No matter what challenges you may be facing, we are here with a suite of financial services to help you find a path forward. Learn more at Trustmark.com business. This is Will Primo. I've spent my life outdoors and even made a career out of it. I've learned valuable lessons from being in God's great outdoors. Lessons like how much the health of our natural resources adds to all our lives. I hope you'll join me in supporting House Bill 1231. Your support gives us all a better place to call home and protects our natural resources for future generations. Please call your legislature and Lieutenant Governor Hosey and ask them to support House Bill 1231. Paid for by the Mississippi Outdoor Stewardship Coalition. This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to The Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson. Sports Talk Mississippi. Do you ever get so excited that you just can't wait? 
Sports Talk Mississippi, covering your Mississippi teams. I've been waiting my whole life for this. Here on Super Talk Mississippi. So we heard from Mike Bianco after Ole Miss's went over Arkansas State just a couple of minutes ago. It's time now to hear from Chris Lamonis from after Mississippi State's win last night over Jackson State. Brandon Smith got the start. He they were planning to use a bunch of pictures, uh, pitchers. He was pretty good. Two innings, couple of strikeouts, threw only twenty three pitches in the game. Here's Chris Lamonis talking about his starter, Brandon Smith. Well, we're still running out some young guys, maybe besides Brandon Smith. Uh, some guys are getting out there and pitching, you know, for the first time or, or um, you know, for, you know, a couple times. They've had a couple innings in their career. So it's getting them out there, getting comfortable. Um, you know, still a little sloppy It's for some of them. I thought Davis Rokos was really good today. Brandon Smith was really good. Um, and I think everybody else can pitch a little bit better, be a little cleaner, uh, especially defensively on the mound. You know, we have to be able to field our positions. On, on Brandon, obviously it's his first start in a little more than a year, if not two. And just what did you like from him, and, and how do you feel like he responded? Well, he's just efficient. You know, he pitches in the zone. He ha- he throws his breaking ball for a strike. He just uh, he makes you have to beat him. He doesn't beat himself, and that's something that uh, maybe that's because he's a veteran. He's been around for a while. But it's I'm also nice to see him have some pretty good velo tonight after uh, you know pitching this weekend. So coming back and being able to bounce back is huge. Uh, Chris, uh, you moved Cam down to, to clean up, and he has a four-hit night. Made his coach look really good tonight. Uh, what kind of necessitated that move, and uh, how pleased are you with his performance tonight? <laughs> well, we just, uh, it was a little bit, LT was taking the night off, and we're trying to spread our right-handers, so I'd like to take some credit. Probably more of the credit came yesterday during practice with Cameron and Coach Gotro working. But uh, he's a really good player, and had a tough first weekend, and it was nice to see him come out and get a couple hits and get himself going. So, really, it was more just about spreading the right-handers through the lineup. Chris, kind of building off what Steve just asked there, how have you kind of seen Cam like emerge as a as a player so far in his career? Well, you know, he had a pretty good start to the season last year. And that's what, you know, the hard part with our sophomores, they don't get to finish that year and really get to assess and go and he was supposed to go play in the Cape and, and do all those things. So we've got to see him all spring, you know, in spring training, play great defense, probably our leading hitter coming out of spring training. And that's usually how it works. It seems like our hottest guy, you know, he uh, I think he had one hit on the weekend and it was, you know, it wasn't his best one. So, um but it was nice to see him get here, get home, get comfortable. And it's amazing when he's playing, when he's hitting, his defense is really, really good. So it's usually, uh, you know, young players have to learn to be able to play defense, you know, when they're getting hits or not. But um, he's a very talented player, works really hard, and um, starting to bloom. I mean, people around the country are starting to notice that he's, he's got a chance to be really good. Hey, Chris, uh, we still haven't seen Brandon Pimentel yet this year. Is that somebody you just – waiting for an opportunity to get him in there at some point maybe or is his has his role changed? I mean you know last year obviously he got a lot of starts and left. It, it it's just I was trying to get him in tonight. I just you know we don't get to separate a little bit there and uh, Drew McGowan has you know probably played a little better in the preseason and then jumped out there, had a really good weekend, had a big hit tonight. So um, you know, I've just played Drew in that left-handed spot. So um, Brandon will get some opportunities here coming up over in time, and um, we need him. I mean, he's got a chance to be a really good bat, but, uh, you know, Drew's just been the hot hand. Drew just does a lot of 
little things, man. He plays really good defense. He's a good thrower, good base runner, can steal a base, um, and he's been a little bit hot at the bat. So um, I'm just playing playing the hot hand. Chris, just generally being back at the dude and, and playing a home game for the first time in a year, what was that like for you guys and for you guys just being out on the field? Well, it was really nice to have nice weather, too. It was a beautiful day. Um, it's not packed, but it's still we had a good crowd in there. And um, I took a minute. I walked the outfield and said hello to a lot of friends out in the rigs and and everything else. And it was just you know people are excited to be here. And I think that's uh, as the, I talked to the ball club about that before the game. Just you know um, you know Mississippi State baseball. It's like Christmas Day is opening day. You know in Starkville. I mean you just don't get this in a lot of communities. So uh, everybody was fired up and. Um, man, to play in this ballpark and, and play in front of your home fans is awesome. And then just one more quick housekeeping. Are, where are uh, Eric and Will sitting right now in terms of this weekend? Do you feel like there's, Eric's still good to go? Is Will still day-to-day? Well, we, we won't know. Uh, we'll know more by Friday. So we got to get through everything and get through Friday. So um, they're still progressing and doing, but they're, uh, we're TBA in those spots for the weekend right now. So you didn't get the start of the uh, the rotation for the weekend. If uh, if that's the one thing that you were looking for, you didn't get that answer uh, at the end. We know Christian McLeod is scheduled to throw game number one for Mississippi State. The rotation coming into the year had Will Bednar in the two spot and uh, Eric Sarantola in the three spot. Neither of those guys uh, pitched in uh, in Dallas, yeah, so Arlington over the that, weekend. he said that, by the way, but they announced the rotation this weekend and had Sarantola's name on it. So... So he said that after the game last night, and it, I mean, last I checked, it's not Friday, and they put the graphic out there that Sarantola is going to be pitching. So either oh, social, either social media manager uh, did a little oopsie, or something has changed between last night and today, which obviously is good to see him back in the rotation. It's a good change, but something has changed since last night. Yeah, and I mean, I don't think there was ever really any concern with Bednar that this was going to be an extended thing. It was just kind of a soreness deal, and it's early in the season, and you don't uh, you don't push it any harder than you have to. So, I guess that makes sense. But uh, what? So still TBA with uh, there it is on the uh, Hale State baseball Twitter feed. You got uh, McLeod in game one, Eric Sarantola in game two, and then TBD for game three. You're listening From to the WFM and Noah Jackson, Super Talk Mississippi. Powered by your tree professionals at Peroni's Tree Pros. 601-345-8090. News. I'm Steve Rappaport. The acting Capitol Police chief facing tough questions from House lawmakers investigating last month's deadly riot. Yogananda Pittman says officers were ready for violent clashes, but nothing suggested the type of attack that happened on January 6th. The Secret Service brought the vice president to the Capitol that day as they were also unaware of any credible threat of that magnitude. Pittman concedes command protocols were not adhered to on the day of the breach. Fox's Jared Halpern. Travel plans for spring break? The CDC says best to cancel them. The agency cites the number of variants that have cropped up around the world and even across the nation. Some things people are asked to consider before booking a trip. Who may be at high risk where you're going? What are the restrictions where you're going? And are hospitals overwhelmed there? Fox's Gurnall Scott. America is listening to Fox News. Fox News. 
stewards of the land, we know you are all-stars. So leave it up to us at Mississippi, Arkansas Ag for your John Deere All-Star Package. The 3025E tractor plus loader, box blade, rotary cutter, and a trailer will keep you ahead of the game at just $349 per month. Leave it up to us or visit any of our 16 locations or agup.com for more information. Offer ends 1031-2021. Some exclusions apply. See dealer for details. Hey, Tom. Looks like you're a few guys short today. Yeah, one's been out with the flu, another is at the ER, and Lydia at the office has a sick child. Where's Randy? Another contractor offered benefits. You should call New Care MD. They offer full-service medical care, flat monthly rates. Your guys and their families get same-day appointments and minor emergency service. Contact New Care MD at NewCareMD.com today to learn more about how you can provide affordable direct primary care to your employees. I'm Stephen Gagliano, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. New COVID-19 cases approach the 1,000 mark in the latest report from the Department of Health. Today's report of 920 new cases brings the state's total up to just under 293,000. With the confirmation of eight additional deaths, 6,613 Mississippians have passed away from the virus. Continuing a positive trend, hospitalizations have dipped below 500 for the first time since mid-October. And he had over 4,000 images and 700 videos of child sexual abuse, and now he's going to federal prison. Edward Lee Thomas of Perkinston has been sentenced to 600 months for producing images of minors engaging in sexually explicit conduct. An investigation led agents to a Forest County home where sexual abuse images of two minors have been taken. Thomas was also convicted in 2004 for sexual battery of a child. Hey, y'all know that Mississippians love the great outdoors, right? Well, the time has come to invest in the future of Mississippi's greatest asset, our natural resources. And we can do this now with the passage of House Bill 1231. This landmark legislation creates an outdoor stewardship trust fund by using proceeds from existing sporting goods sales without raising any taxes. The trust fund will improve outdoor recreation, protect clean water, and promote agriculture conservation efforts and forestry operations opportunities and preserve our natural resources for future generations. So if your passion is hunting whitetail bucks or fishing the coastal marsh for redfish and specks or just enjoying the outdoors with family and friends, then we all realize the importance of preserving nature as the heartbeat issue affecting our quality of life. So call your state senator and Lieutenant Governor Delbert Hoseman and ask them to vote for House Bill 1231 because Mississippians love the great outdoors. Paid for by the Mississippi Outdoor Stewardship Coalition. Ole Miss and Mississippi State continued their hot starts to the 2021 college baseball season on Wednesday. The Rebels extended their winning streak that dates back to last season to 20 with a 14-1 win over Arkansas State in their home opener. The Bulldogs racked up 10 hits, including four from shortstop Cameron James in a 7-3 win over Jackson State. On the hardwood, Mississippi State won their second straight game last night with a 69-48 win over South Carolina. And the FDA is set to decide whether or not to grant an emergency use authorization for Johnson & Johnson's COVID vaccine. Tanya J. Powers with Fox has more. The FDA says Johnson & Johnson's single-dose vaccine gives strong protection against severe disease and death from COVID-19, saying it's about 66% effective overall. On Friday, the FDA's advisory committee meets to decide whether or not to recommend it for emergency use, which would clear the way for the FDA to make a final decision. 
heading to the coast to hit the casinos, or maybe just a relaxing getaway for a few days. When you drive to the coast, tune to 106.3 Casino Radio for all casino promotions and exciting things to do while you're there. And it's not just casinos. Casino Radio has everything you'll want to know to make your stay on the coast an amazing one. From all of the great restaurants, nightlife, recreation, and more, Casino Radio has it all. So when you're on the coast, discover everything that's happening from 106.3 Casino Radio. The Mississippi Office of Homeland Security wants to remind you that public safety is everyone's responsibility. To help Mississippians take part in securing their communities, our office has created a C-Send app for smartphones that can send suspicious activity tips straight to the Mississippi Fusion Center. Download it for free from your app store today by searching C-Send. You can also report suspicious activity by phone to 888-4-SAFE-MS or 601-933-7200. Online reporting available at homelandsecurity.ms.gov. To all the folks in the Capital City metro area, love to have you join me tomorrow morning, 6 till 9, Gallo Show. We'll start your day the informed way. Super Talk Mississippi 97.3. Communication system is a go. go. This, this is Sports Talk Mississippi right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Exactly. With you, 4 o'clock hour, Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm. Thanks for being with us on this Thursday afternoon. The C Spire text line is open to you, as it always is. You probably know the number by now. It is 601-879-4395. 601-879-4395. Get fed, read it. Boo. Try that one more time. Get ready for faster phones. C Spire's rapidly expanding 5G as part of a billion-dollar investment into their 5G and fiber networks over the next three years. That means more coverage, more reliability, and more speed. Learn more at cspire.com. i got to admit, I did a little bit of a double-take, Borky, yesterday, being there with you in Jackson. I was rolling through Madison and into Jackson, looked down at my phone, and boom, I got the 5G icon on there instead of the LTE icon. Uh, icon. Nice. Uh, I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, pretty uh, pretty cool. So that's happening, uh, especially it's happening over the next three years as C Spire grows and grows and grows its 5G and fiber networks. Uh, we'll spend a little more time on baseball, and then we're going to uh, transition to some other things in the uh, the second half of the show this afternoon. I will tell you that one of our favorites, probably one of your favorites as well, Ben McDonald is going to join us uh, about 10 minutes from right now. The former LSU star, first pick of the Major League Baseball draft by the Baltimore Orioles, color analyst with ESPN and the SEC Network, outdoors lover, and all-around good dude. Ben McDonald will join us to uh, talk some SEC baseball coming up in just a little while. But before we do that, let's look at uh, the SEC baseball scoreboard from yesterday. And, Borky, we don't always, like, dive deep into the midweek baseball scoreboard. There are a couple of no, things that stand out. we never out. do, really. And for good reason. No. Uh, there are a couple of things, though, that stand out. Uh, Georgia beat Georgia State. Tennessee Martin beat Alabama. They beat them 9-4. to four. Tennessee beat Arkansas Pine Bluff. 
Balls are off to a good start this year. Talked about Mississippi State and Ole Miss. Vanderbilt wins 12 to 1 over Western Kentucky. Florida gets an 8 to 3 win over North Florida. It took Texas A&M 10 innings to beat Tarleton. Don't they have a loss to Tarleton already, too? Am I making that up? No, Abilene Uh, Christian. So they've lost two of three to to Xavier and and then have a loss to Abilene Christian and had to go to extras to beat Tarleton. And I think it's Tarleton's first year in Division I. Is it Tarleton State or are they like Tarleton University? I I think it's Tarleton State. Yeah. Anyway, A&M does win that game. LSU goes to Louisiana and uh, kind of dropped a bomb on the Raging Cajuns, 11-2. to That was the final in that game. So I skipped one game in particular. The game that was played at Plainsman Park in Auburn, Alabama. The Auburn Tigers set a school record for runs scored in a game. The number yesterday was 33. Auburn beat Alabama A&M 33 to nothing. So, a good day for the Auburn Tigers. A stat-padding day if ever there was one. It was not a day where Alabama A&M kicked it around the ballpark. That wasn't the case at all. They only committed one error. Here's the, here's the run line. Auburn 33 runs on 27 hits with no errors. Alabama A&M, no runs on three hits with one error. Now, Borky, I'm not sure that you and I feel the same way about this, but uh, we were talking about it earlier, and you've got some pretty strong feelings about this outcome. Yeah, I think it's a waste of time. And when it comes to games like this, I'm aware that this is kind of a soft take, but, uh, I mean, let's be honest here. Uh, Nothing was accomplished in that last night. Auburn clearly sees better stuff probably in batting practice than whatever led to them scoring 33 runs against an Alabama A&M team that did not belong on the field with them at all. I'm aware it's college sports, and college sports are a little bit different than youth sports and stuff like that. But when the score is 23 to nothing after 5, I think it's perfectly acceptable to decide nothing is getting accomplished here. Let's call it and go home. I mean, there's a mercy rule for a reason. I just, Auburn didn't get any better. Alabama A&M did not get any better. This accomplished nothing. Winning a game 33-0, to not calling it when it was 23-0 to after five innings, is a waste of everybody's time. It's unnecessary, and especially in a sport like baseball, where it's common to call games early, whether it be for weather or because of a run rule, which is fine and acceptable, uh, this is a waste of time. Nobody got better, probably got worse. You accomplished nothing. Congrats, you beat up on a bunch of guys that didn't belong on the field with you anyway. Uh, It should have been called after five when it's 23 to nothing because it's a waste of everybody's time. Maybe that's soft, maybe not, but it comes to a point where you don't do something that wastes your time anymore. And that's all winning a baseball game 33 to nothing is, is a waste of everybody involves time. Uh, so I'm going to disagree with you on a couple of levels. Uh, I don't think it's a, a complete waste of time because you're getting at bats for a lot of guys. Uh, yeah, but so what kind of at bat is it? I, it, it isn't at bat. Wearing your team's uniform, playing in the game. 
playing in in your ballpark. And, and I understand. I, I I get what you're saying. It's not it's not a challenge. It's not a high pressure situation. But you want to get guys at bats. And Auburn, in, in fairness, Auburn played a bunch of guys. They played two left fielders, two right fielders. The first baseman moved over to third base. They had two different DHs. The shortstop, well, he got six at bats in the game. There's another third baseman that was brought into the game, a pinch hitter. Uh, center fielder stayed put. They used two catchers, a couple of second basemen, and Auburn pitched one, two, three, four, five, six different guys. So, to me, that would be the answer. Is And by the way, Auburn hit only one home run in the game. Can you believe that? It's miserable. They scored 33 runs but hit only one home run. They had 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 doubles and 2 triples. But only one home run. Number two, it takes two coaches to call a game off. The five-inning thing feels like a little bit of a stretch for me. If you said, we need to call it after seven from a mercy rule standpoint, okay. Well, then you would have called it, and the final score would have been 28 to nothing because Auburn would not have batted in the bottom of the seventh inning. But there's a certain level of respect where you want to be respectful of the opposing coach. And so Butch Thompson, who's one of the – I mean, you've heard me say this before. One of the finest men I've ever met in my life and absolutely respects the game of baseball. He's got to be careful about how he approaches, let's just say Coach, I don't know Alabama and m baseball coach's name. So let's just say Coach Smith for the conversation. Because you don't want to embarrass him during the game and be like, hey, we're really kicking the crap out of you. Do you guys want to quit? You don't want to ask that question going into the top of the fifth after you just scored 14 runs in the bottom of the fourth because that would be insulting and coach smith perhaps again just using that name he may not want to say to his team you know what this is hard let's quit and so maybe he doesn't approach butch and say coach this is obviously out of hand i don't think we're accomplishing anything let's get out of here before we get anybody hurt good luck to you guys the rest of the way Right, so that would that would be an option, but is that the right lesson to teach to your, your your team? Of course, the other part of that is you would think that your team is smart enough to be able to look up and go, on, "Yeah, we we can we just go home?" Yeah, and I'm all about for I, I, my wife and I talk about this often. Um, it's really good, especially for young people, to lose. It's a great thing. It humbles you. It, it makes you recenter your focus and figure out what's important. Figure out what you come up short at. All, all losing's really good. It's a it's a good lesson. I, I don't know. I, I just I don't think there's any lesson to be had playing an extra three innings when you're getting beat by 25 runs. I don't know. I I don't think that there's a lesson to be had. I think it's a waste of time. Probably scheduling the game is a waste of time. Um. Just seems like a little, you know, one coach looks at the other or the umpire in between innings, you know, walks over to one dugout, hey coach, you you want to cut this off? And then coach and, and, says, and yes, maybe that's and you the walk way. over to the other and you say, Hey coach, you you wanna you wanna cut this? Yeah. And do it that way. I that that's probably the right way because I mean, you know, one coach walking to the other dugout, maybe that's an embarrassing scenario. So maybe you get a little meeting with the umpire and you say, Hey man, 
we, we don't want to embarrass these guys. We don't want to get anybody hurt. If he wants to, look, I'm not pushing. We're happy. We're here. We're happy to play the game. But if they want to, if they want to cut it short, then we're willing. But again, I mean, Borky, you, you, if you're the coach for Alabama A and M, you then have to say to your players, guys, we quit. That's hard. Ben McDonald joins us next. From the Venable Glass Traffic Center, I'm Patty Steele. Venable Glass in Ridgeland and Brandon, locally owned and operated with free mobile service for you in the Tri-County area. Traffic moving smoothly so far this afternoon, looking good with no accidents or major congestion right now. If you notice problems, contact your local law enforcement. This update is brought to you by Smith Brothers Body Shop. The best from us to you. Proudly serving the metro area since 1946. Call Smith Brothers, 601-353-5217. Gold prices are approaching all-time highs. So if you're considering selling your gold or unwanted jewelry, now is the time. This is Newt Starnes, owner of BNS Diamonds and Jewelry in Flowwood, inviting you to get our price before you sell your gold. Whether it's broken, out of style, or just unwanted jewelry or gold coins, this is the best time to sell. DNS Diamonds and Jewelry. Simply put, we pay more for your gold and diamonds. DNS Diamonds and Jewelry, 144 Market Street, across from Amerigo in Flowwood. Mississippi prisons are in crisis because of extremely long sentences and parole laws that offer no way out. These laws are costing us millions and don't make us any safer. State lawmakers are considering solutions that safely reduce the prison population. They need our support. Without reform, we all pay. Families, communities, and taxpayers. We can fix this crisis, but only if we act now. Paid for by Forward.us. Are you ready for what is possibly the last lawnmower you will ever buy? If so, then you are ready for an Exmark. This is David Frederick with Frederick Sales and Service. And if you're ready, now is the time to take advantage of special Exmark pricing and special Exmark financing. With 0% financing and payments that won't start for 150 days. That's five months before your first payment and still 0% interest. You don't want to miss out on this opportunity to own the mower that landscape professionals purchase two to one over the next best-selling brand. So stop by Frederick Sales and Service on Old Highway 471 in Brandon and let me or one of my experienced staff help you find the Exmark mower that best suits your needs. At Frederick's, we are the Exmark experts. 26 years of award-winning selling, servicing, and supporting our customers with legendary Exmark quality. Frederick Sales and Service, the choice in outdoor equipment. Serving Central Mississippi since 1993. With the extreme winter weather that we've had all across Mississippi recently, the blood supply is very low. And now it's critical that Mississippi Blood Services gets more blood on the shelves to ensure that we have what Mississippi patients need. Visit msblood.com or call 601-368-2673 to find a location near you today. That's msblood.com. msblood.com. JT here. Jackson, I'd love to have you join me tomorrow from 10 to 1 for the JT Show. We'll hang out and talk about the hot issues of the day right here on Super Talk Mississippi 97.3. What we're going to do right here is go back. And now back to back to the sports. This is Sports Talk Mississippi. So let's get rolling. On Super Talk Mississippi. <laughs> Back 
Back with you on Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm. Richard Cross, Michael Borky, Brian Haydad is off today. Let's go to the Farm Bureau phone line, check out favorites.com, and go with the home team. I love it when we get to talk to a bona fide superstar, a guy that's a former number one overall pick in the Major League Baseball draft and was a star at LSU and is a star on your television with ESPN and the SEC Network, Ben McDonald. Ben, what is up, my man? How you doing, Richard, man? Good to hear from you. It's it's baseball season, and so uh, while hunting season puts a smile on my face, baseball season puts a little bit bigger smile on my face. I, I was going to say, there really are only two seasons in your life, right? I mean, there's hunting season and baseball season? That's it? That's all there is, Richard. That's, that's it. One kind of runs right into the other, and so there's no downtime at all. So there's two seasons in my life, and I'm not complaining about either one of them. I understand that uh, completely. It was a, a fun opening weekend. So I was in Arlington and got to watch that great tournament with Ole Miss and Arkansas and Mississippi State all playing against the uh, Big 12. I know you were keeping up with that from a distance. What was your takeaway from the weekend where against the Big 12, the uh, the SEC went 8-1? and one? Yeah, I, I was just like, wow. You know, you know, I mean, I thought the SEC would be favored, and it's the SEC West, obviously. Uh, and I thought they'd win more games than they lost, but I don't think anybody thought. I mean, because it wasn't like they were just playing Big 12 teams. They were playing Big 12 teams that were ranked in the top ten in the country. And the SEC just went over there and dominated and, of course, won eight of the nine ball games. So I was a little bit surprised on that end. But when you think about what's in the SEC, Richard, and you know this, and with a five-round draft last year and everybody getting a year of eligibility back, the SEC is absolutely loaded with talent. I mean, it's more talent out there than we've ever seen. And, and look, you could say that for college baseball as a whole, all the way down to junior college ball. Uh, every level has gotten better. There's more talent on the field. So it's going to be a very, very exciting year. And, and Ben, to me, that's what makes it so hard to say this is what we think is going to happen. I mean, if I say, hey, pick a winner in the SEC – well, okay, so Vandy's got Kumar Rocker and, and Jack Leiter at the front of the rotation, and Florida's got you know Tommy Mace and, and all of these guys, and Ole Miss has got these guys, and State's got the – how do you do it? Yeah, you know, I, I don't know how you can say. I mean, you got your favorites. Obviously, Ole Miss is ranked number one right now for, for a good reason. I mean, look, they 16 in a row last year, and, of course, they've jumped out this year with, with a 4-0 record, and so – uh, you could easily say Ole Miss, but I don't know how you do it. I think so much is going to, you know, who can stay healthy, right? Who can avoid COVID on a big weekend where you may be like Mississippi State was this past weekend where they were without a couple of their aces, you know, to, to, to go because of COVID or whatever reason. So I think there's a lot of variables that go in there, but I don't know how you pick a winner in the SEC right now. I mean, you got to kind of lean on Florida because they got the kind of veteran Pitching staff has, has kind of been in the fire, right? Tommy Mason left, which, as you mentioned, have been SEC weekend rotation guys. They get it. They understand it. Mississippi State is uber-talented with their weekend rotation, but they've not really faced SEC pitching yet, you know. Ole Miss has, you know, talk about Hoagland and Doug Nikhazy. They've been in the fire before, so they get it. You know, and then you go to LSU, and, and while Jaden Hill is supposed to be a top-five pick in the country, Look, Richard, he's pitched 20, 21 innings his entire college career. He's never faced an SEC batter. So we're going to find out if talent trumps experience at the end of the day. You know, And I think there's so many variables that go into it. These teams are so close all the way around. It's going to be a fun season uh, to see how it unfolds. 
Ben, we know the expectations at Baton Rouge are always off the charts. Tell me a little bit more about this LSU team. They kind of they kind of stumble in one of the games against Air Force. They go and they win big last night in, in Lafayette. That's never an easy place to play. I'm sure it felt a little bit different uh, last night because of the, the COVID issues that everybody's dealing with. What do you see when you look at this year's LSU ball club? Well, first of all, uh, I don't think it's changed a whole much a whole lot since this time last year. Uh, we, okay. we thought that the pitching staff would be the strength of LSU. I still think it's going to be the strength. Um, you know, Jaden Hill, uh, we talked about Marceau, who's been an SEC pitcher before. A.J. Labus was a freshman All-American, and he's been pitched in the SEC before, too. you got the back end of the bullpen with Devin Fontenot, Matthew Beck, Mikhail Hilliard. I think the pitching is still the strength for LSU. The question mark, like it was this time last year, is can they score enough runs to compete in the SEC? And that's what we don't know yet. You know, I mean, it's it's a very young bunch, and 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 you know, Paul Paul Maneri's got a, a true freshman right fielder, a true freshman third baseman, a true freshman first baseman, and but the other guys. Here's the kicker: the other guys, none of them have more than 45, 50 college at bats under their belt other than Cade Beloso. So overall, it's just a young bunch. I think it's a talented bunch. I'm going to tell you right now, uh, the kid out in right field for LSU right now is very, very talented. I don't know if I've seen a freshman like him uh, in a long time. And and when you watch him play, it's uh, it, it, it almost reminds you of Mike Trout in a lot of ways just because he's so, so talented. He's got – Pop in the bat. He runs like a deer. He's got a cannon for an arm out there in right field. So he's going to be fun to watch. But Trey Morgan's really good, too. So over at first base, the other true freshmen, they're hitting one and three in the lineup right now, if that tells you anything. So while I think it's a talented young position player group, it is very young. And you just wonder, as you mentioned, when you start running up against the Gazy and Hoagland, and you catch Leiter and Kumar Rocker, others in the SEC, will LSU be able to score runs? And that's the question mark right now. Ben, what's the level of patience, and I think I know the answer to this, among LSU fans? But because the standard is so unbelievably high. No pulmonaries won a College World Series. I get it. You know, only a couple of years removed from, from going to the College World Series. But if the results are not there year after year after year, uh, those fans down on the bayou get restless in a hurry is that happening, or is everybody kind of cool for now? No, I think there there was talk last year, and then COVID hit. You know, there was some rumbling last year, because it didn't appear that LSU was going to be a – I mean, they were going to be a, an NCAA tournament team, but it wasn't going to be the kind of team that you hoped that it would be as far as being able to, I didn't think, make a deep run. I think there's question marks about LSU this year, and you're right. The fans are very impatient, you know, because, you know, LSU is considered to be – the program, not only in the SEC, but in the country. But if you go back to 2009, which is the last time LSU won a national title, Vanderbilt's won two, Florida's won one, Mississippi State's been to the College World Series more recently, more times than what LSU has. And so you wonder, I think Paul Maneri has a lot of pressure on him this year to have a good season. I really believe that. Uh, I don't think he would ever tell you that. I think there's a lot of pressure on him to go out and have a deep run this year and, and, and get to Omaha. And quite frankly, I don't see that for the first three or four games. I'm not seeing the, the consistency that's going to get them to Omaha. But, again, this young position player group, if it grows up and they get those at-bats under their belt, they could, they're talented. They, they could score runs, but the pitch is going to have to be really good. 
Ben McDonald on your radio, college baseball analyst at ESPN, SEC Network, works still with the Baltimore Orioles on television and all around good dude. By the way, I did get a text message as soon as you started talking that says, hey, can you line me up a hunting trip with Ben? That happens every time we talk to you on the radio. <laughs> yeah. Look, well, you know how much time I spend in the woods, and I love hunting. Of course, my place is in Mississippi. I'm just south of uh, – of Natchez, Mississippi, where I am right now. And uh, we got a little hog hunt lined up for Saturday morning, so I'm looking forward to that. But uh, I'm up here one last weekend. I'll have off for a long, long time. Uh, uh, and so I'm up here at the farm one last time, kind of putting a ribbon on hunting season and tearing down stands and all that kind of stuff. So I, I certainly enjoy being in the outdoors. Hey, let me ask you one thing about that. Now, you don't turkey hunt, do you, because of baseball season, or do you occasionally sneak out for a turkey hunt also? Well, last year, because of COVID, I got to turkey hunt for the first time in I don't know how long, and I okay. really enjoyed doing that. But, but no, you're right. In a typical season, it's going to be hard for me to get out. Although this year, because of COVID, you know, we won't be traveling to the venues uh, to do SEC Network games or ESPNU games. So we're going to be calling them from our house. So that travel is out for me. So I may be able to sneak off a little bit, but I'm also going to be doing some pro games with the, with the Orioles. And so it's going to be a busy spring and a busy summer uh, as we go through college baseball. But uh, I'm certainly looking forward to it. Ben, is not being at the ballpark going to be the hardest part of this season? Because there's something about Absolutely. just being at the yard. It, it, look, I mean – I have a, a studio set up that, that, that ESPN sent me in, in my office at my house, and i got to sit there and call the game off a monitor. And I am not happy about that, to be honest with you. I think we should be at the ballparks. We're at the ballpark for digital games. I don't understand why we can't be at the ballpark for regular games. But it is what it is. We're going to make the best out of it. But, but that is the hardest part. I mean, the atmosphere, not only do the players, and you know this, Richard, the players feed off the crowd, whether it's a home crowd or a or visiting crowd, you feed off of it. And look, announcers, because of the atmosphere at a ballpark, I mean, when you go to Ole Miss or you go to Mississippi State or LSU and there's nine or 10 or 11,000 people, I mean, you just get into it more. Yep. Uh, announcer behind the mic, you know, and so it's it's difficult. That's definitely going to be the hardest part for me is to call a ball game and be sitting in my in my office doing it. But at the end of the day, I tell people, while I don't like it, at least we're playing baseball. And if that's what we got to do to play, then that's what we're going to do. Amen to that. Hey, 20 seconds left. I'm up against a hard break. Impossible question. you got to have one guy to win a game on a Friday night in the SEC. You can pick him from anybody in the league. Who you got? Wow. Um, i, I got to go with Kumar Rocker right now okay. just because my man's been in the fire, right? He pitched him as a true freshman to the College World Series title. He's done it all. And so if i got to go just one guy right now, I'm going Kumar. Ben, you're the best. Thanks, my man. All right. Take care. Good talking to you, Richard. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, increasing clouds, high near 72. Tonight, a 40% chance of rain, low around 51. Your Thursday, a slight chance of rain, mostly cloudy, high near 62. Thursday evening, a 70% chance of showers, cloudy skies, low around 49. And for your finally Friday, showers and thunderstorms in the forecast, mostly cloudy, high near 65. This weather is service of our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha Outboard dealer in Brandon. I'm Rex Baker with Gateway Rescue Mission. People are angry these days, but you don't have to be. Let's get 2021 started right, because somebody out there needs your help. At Gateway Rescue Mission, your donation can provide a meal, 
Your prayer can unlock the power of God to change a life. If we spend more time praying and less time fussing, we can help some people. Go to gatewaymission.org, make a donation, and help change your life today. The time is now. The savings are huge. The place is Ridgeland Mitsubishi. That's right. It's the best time to save like never before on your next new vehicle during the overstock sales event at Ridgeland Mitsubishi. We're receiving truckloads of new Mitsubishis, and we need to move our current inventory. This means big savings to you right now. Pay just $189 per month on new 2020 Mitsubishi G4s. That's $189 per month. And pay only $299 per month on new 2020 Mitsubishi Outlander Sports. Bad credit, no credit, no problem. Our credit specialists work hard to get you approved, no matter your past credit history. 100% credit approval is our number one goal. Bring in your current vehicle and we'll give you the best possible price for it even if you don't buy a new one from us. Come save like never before during our overstock sales event at Ridgeland Mitsubishi where nobody walks away because everybody saves. 1860 East County Line Road. Call 896-9600 today or visit RidgelandMitsubishi.com. Remember, you're approved at Ridgeland Mitsubishi. Mitsubishi G4 stock number 1709. Outlander stock number 1712. 1999 down 2.9% for 84 months. See dealer for details. Less England for Clark's Construction. The kind of work that Jerry's done for me includes you know, minor repairs like rotting wood, remodeling uh, the master bath, uh, putting new French doors on the back of the house. He understands what he's doing, and he usually points out you know, why I've had problems and not only how to fix it, but how to fix it so the problem doesn't recur. I think Jerry's trustworthiness is beyond reproach. Call 601-214-9463. Clark's Construction, a company you can trust. Pure Air Consultants is your heating and cooling professionals and they're ready to work for you. We're the home of the once-a-year $119 heating and cooling service special, along with 24 months same as cash and no credit check financing. Call us at 601-939-7420. That's 601-939-7420 or online at MyPureAirConsultants.com. That's MyPureAirConsultants.com. A proud provider of Ream Home AC Systems. <laughs> Are you feeling it? <sighs> Ream, the new degree of comfort. I'm Stephen Gagliano, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. New COVID-19 cases approach the 1,000 mark in the latest report from the Department of Health. Today's report of 920 new cases brings the state's total up to just under 293,000. With the confirmation of eight additional deaths, 6,613 Mississippians have passed away from the virus. Continuing a positive trend, hospitalizations have dipped below 500 for the first time since mid-October. And he had over 4,000 images and 700 videos of child sexual abuse, and now he's going to federal prison. Edward Lee Thomas of Perkinston has been sentenced to 600 months for producing images of minors engaging in sexually explicit conduct. An investigation led agents to a Forest County home where sexual abuse images of two minors have been taken. Thomas was also convicted in 2004 for sexual battery of a child. C Spire 5G. We're building a fast, powerful 5G network to bring you faster phones. You heard right. C Spire 5G. Phones. Faster. Saying it anymore would be... C Spire 5G. Faster phones. No bull. For a limited time, get our best 5G phone free with trade-in. 
Hey there, it's Jake Mangum. I love baseball, Mississippi, and Farm Bureau insurance. Throughout my college career, both Mississippi and Farm Bureau supported me immensely. It's no surprise to me that Farm Bureau continues to serve the Mississippi area with the same love they both showed me throughout college. If you aren't already with Farm Bureau, it's time to join the team. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance or find a local agent at msfbins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. What decisions are being made by state lawmakers and how will they affect you, your family, and community? If you listen, if you listen, you'll know. Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fl. Hi, I'm Billy Kinder, host of Big Billy Kinder Outdoors. Here, the show Saturdays at 1, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Turkeys, whitetail, Grenada Lake crappie, or Gulfport redfish. We enjoy it all, especially when you're in camp with us on Super Talk Mississippi. If it's sports in Mississippi, you'll hear about it here. Here, Sports Talk Mississippi. You like this show, huh? Yeah! Super Talk Mississippi. Some of your questions coming in on the C Spire text line. The number is 601-879-4395. 601-879-4395. How in the world can they call a game from home without some kind of lag built in? Well, that's what's been going on all throughout basketball season. I mean, it's not an ideal situation. I'll be honest with you. I mean, it's an ESPN decision, probably not an SEC decision about announcers not being on site for SEC Network ESPN college baseball games this year. Um it's not a great it's not a great call. And there's nobody that's ha- I say nobody. I mean there may be somebody that's lazy that doesn't like to travel and doesn't really care about doing baseball one way or the other. But everybody that cares about college baseball wants to be at the ballpark. Announcers are not happy, analysts are not happy. I mean you heard Ben uh McDonald say just a second ago we can be at the ballpark for digital games, but we can't be at the ballpark for the games that you see on your TV. Makes no sense. Yeah, and that, that's the kind of inconsistency that's frustrated the heck out of me during all of this. It, it just It's never wrapped totally in reality. There's always something at play. I've wondered two things. One, do you think they are, okay, this is going to sound bad, using COVID as a convenient excuse to do something that they've wanted to do for a while because at-home broadcasts, uh, they didn't just start during the pandemic. They were far less common, but they did do this before. You know this. So I wonder if this is more of like, uh, you know, we blame the pandemic, get comfortable doing this, cut costs doing this, and then this is the norm moving forward. And two, I don't know if you've noticed this. Good announcement. Let me, let me answer that first question. Okay. The first question is, yes, that is a very real, legitimate concern slash fear. My hope is that the people who make decisions at a really high level at ESPN and at an even higher level out in Burbank, California, at Disney's headquarters, will look at this and say, the product suffered, and therefore we cannot do this full-time. But there is no question that they have saved tens if not hundreds of millions of dollars by not traveling basketball people and football people all over the country. No question. 
you can tell that there's a difference. And uh, otherwise, so I'm not hate the announcer guy, other than flowbaseball.tv, because what they did was inexcusable. Generally, I mean, guys do a pretty good job. There are some that I don't like, more so than others, of course. But usually a broadcaster is not turning me off of a game. Right, yeah. you know what I mean. I'm I'm there to watch the game. If the guy's good, I notice it. If he's bad, I don't really care. But what I've noticed in these remote broadcasts, and it doesn't help that the arena is not full either. But there are times where guys that I think are doing a good job don't react strong enough to the what's the word gravitas of the situation because they're not there. I mean, you're, you're talking close games, and a guy throws down a hammer right in a close game, and it's. Yeah, with the one-handed flush and uh, up two. Like, instead of bringing the energy that they hopefully would have had if they'd have seen it right in front of their eyes, you're seeing a big slam on TV is cool, but when you're seeing it courtside... Yeah, you you react differently. You react differently, and that's something that I notice. I'm not getting the same energy from the broadcasters because they're not there to to witness it, and when you're there, it's a completely different feeling. And, of course, I've never called basketball on TV, but I noticed that, that they're not they're not bringing the same energy that the game requires at times. Yeah. No, I don't disagree with you, and, and I, I do not have a home broadcasting kit the way you've seen some of these folks do, like Ben McDonald was talking about just a second ago, so I can't speak to what it's like just calling it off a monitor. I did a basketball game early in the year uh, before they moved announcers back to the basketball arena at the Pavilion. So it was like a... uh, I guess it was an SEC Network game, but because I live here, it was on site, but it was on site in the football stadium. So it was the same experience of calling it off the monitor, using a headset, and I didn't think it was that like terrible it certainly wasn't great it wasn't as good as being in the arena but the other basketball games that i've done on tv this year were uh they were on site and there i mean i we don't have time for me to explain why that is but it's there was a different production model for a few of the games that i did and so the technology wasn't in place to use remote broadcasters so you had to be on site so anyway you're right it's it's inconsistent um and Announcers want to be there, but they've been told they can't be. And so you kind of do the best you can. Um, Caleb points out, he says, the other issue for broadcasters doing it remotely is their call of a slam dunk or a made three or a steal or whatever it is you're talking about is slightly behind. It's not synced up exactly. And I just don't, I mean, there's there's no way around that. I mean, there, there, there just is a delay when it has to. The signal has to go from somebody's basement to a satellite or through a fiber line to a point, and then to the location, and then back and sync it all up. I'm not smart enough to understand all the technology behind it, but I do know that it takes a lot to uh, to make all of that happen. Yeah. So, and like Ben said, you know, of course, there's perspective. I do rant a good bit, but I I like that we're getting to have basketball and baseball broadcasts. It sure as heck is better than the alternative. Yeah, but but you can certainly tell a difference. I mean, I watch a lot of professional basketball, and and those people are on on site for the most part, and you can tell uh, the the home broadcasters are on site, and you can tell that that, that they're there, and it's a it's a dramatic difference. And yeah, uh, hopefully by this time next year. 
uh, everybody's back on site again, and they've Ooh. got student sections behind them and all that stuff. You know, there's a guy with his hand on the dump button because the students are back behind yelling something inappropriate. He doesn't hit that button fast enough, and we get. All that stuff. I can't wait to get that back. A, a little bleep, bleep, bleepity bleep. A, a so. little bit of that in there, yeah. All right, so really the first hour and 45 minutes of the show today, all college baseball. And uh, we don't make an apology for that, and I don't think you want us to make an apology for that. But there uh, is a pretty big story that is out there today. Uh, Sports Illustrated with the original story. It reads like this. Russ, uh, Russell Wilson frustration. Russell Wilson's frustration with the Seahawks, has risen to the point where his camp has broached potential trade destinations with the franchise. That's according to originally Michael Sean Dugar or Dugar at The Athletic, along with Mike Sando and Jason Jinks. According to The Athletic, possible destinations include the Dolphins, Jets, Saints, and Raiders. Wilson's name has been floated in trade rumors this offseason, stemming from a reported frustration with the franchise among other conversations, The Athletic reported that Wilson spoke with head coach Pete Carroll in the days after the Super Bowl about the team's offensive line issues. Per The Athletic, a plan, quote, wasn't relayed to him, at least not to Wilson's satisfaction, and Carroll told the quarterback to have faith. CBS's Jason Lockenfora reported that Wilson's camp was frustrated with his pass protection and then, you may remember, Russell Wilson going on the Dan Patrick show the following day and said that he wanted to have more say in the organization. Mm. Asking if he had been involved in personnel decisions, he says not as much. I think it helps to be involved more, but I think that dialogue should happen more often. All right, this is not where we end up in the story, but because I think there is a local, especially New Orleans, angle to this. But when did we get to the point where all of our quarterbacks in the NFL need to be acting as assistant general managers? When they see that other quarterbacks have that kind of authority, that's what it is. What quarterback actually has that authority, though, in I the NFL? I wouldn't call it authority. But, for example, so uh, there was an update to that story, and the Athletic originally apparently got the teams wrong. New Orleans right. was still in there. But you had uh, Dallas... Uh, Las Vegas and Chicago. And Chicago yeah. is not like the other three in that, but that's beside the point. Um, there was a report that he had a meeting with Pete Carroll and the coaching staff about his concerns about the offense. And not only did they not listen to him, they basically told him that they didn't want to listen to him for him to basically keep the faith and get out. But, but and again, he stormed me, out of that meeting. Uh, but, but, but the thing but let's is. Let's go back to that question, though. Why is it that Russell Wilson thinks he deserves to be involved in the personnel decisions. He's the quarterback, and he has paid a gargantuan amount of money to be the quarterback. I get that he wants to win. I understand. I get it. And I don't blame him for wanting to win, and I don't want, blame him for wanting better offensive linemen. But what does he think gives him the authority to say, you know, I really need to be involved in personnel decisions? Because other quarterbacks of his caliber are involved in those decisions. Who That's though? why. Drew Brees, Tom Brady. Is he really the caliber of Drew Brees and Tom Brady? He's better than He's... Drew Brees. Mm-hmm. Drew, Drew Brees couldn't throw a football oh, more oh, than I mean, 20 I, I yards. I get this past year. I, I understand this past year. I mean, year. he's a Super Bowl winning quarterback. He views himself on that caliber. 
I, I okay. mean, if you're Russell Wilson and you have a chance to go to a place like New Orleans where you are involved in everything in relation to your offense, and then you try to have a meeting to discuss some things that you think would help your offense and the coaches tell you to buzz off, wouldn't you ask for a trade too? Yeah, you might be onto something. I, I just I feel like there's this evolution that goes to Deshaun Watson. Now, but in fairness, Deshaun Watson was asked his opinion, and then they're like, "Yeah, we don't really care." So if I if I ask your opinion, then we got a problem. We'll continue this conversation in a minute. Sports Talk Mississippi. From the Venable Glass Traffic Center, I'm Patty Steele. Venable Glass in Ridgeland and Brandon, locally owned and operated with free mobile service for you in the Tri-County area. Traffic moving smoothly so far this afternoon, looking good with no accidents or major congestion right now. If you notice problems, contact your local law enforcement. This update is brought to you by Smith Brothers Body Shop, the best from us to you, proudly serving the metro area since 1946. Call Smith Brothers, 601-353-5217. At Fillmore Buick GMC, we strive to make buying your next vehicle easy and take care of you long after you drive off the lot. That means upfront and honest pricing, doing everything we can to make the time you spend in the dealership as short or as long as you need. It means we understand that purchasing a vehicle is more than just a transaction for you. We want you to enjoy the experience as much as we appreciate your business. Find your next Buick, GMC, or pre-owned vehicle at FillmoreBuickGMC.com. Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do. Hi, this is Dale Danks with Danks, Miller & Corey. With more than 100 years of combined experience, we have the expertise to handle even the most complicated matters. When you need a lawyer to fight for you, don't compromise. Contact us online at DanksMillerCorey.com. Are you ready for what is possibly the last lawnmower you will ever buy? If so, then you are ready for an x -Mark. This is David Frederick with Frederick Sales and Service. And if you're ready, now is the time to take advantage of special Xmark pricing and special Xmark financing. With 0% financing and payments that won't start for 150 days. That's five months before your first payment and still 0% interest. You don't want to miss out on this opportunity to own the mower that landscape professionals purchase two to one over the next best-selling brand. So stop by Frederick Sales and Service on Old Highway 471 in Brandon and let me or one of my experienced staff help you find the Exmark mower that best suits your needs. At Frederick's, we are the Exmark experts. 26 years of award-winning selling, servicing, and supporting our customers with legendary Exmark quality. Frederick Sales and Service, the choice in outdoor equipment. Serving Central Mississippi since 1993. You're listening to Super Talk Mississippi, the home of Ole Miss sports, brought to you in part by All Britain's Jewelers, diamonds, watches, specialty gifts, and more. Your family-owned full-service jewelers since 1920. Visit All Britain's Jewelry in their new location on Old Canton Road behind Highland Village. Mississippi prisons are in crisis because of extremely long sentences and parole laws that offer no way out. These laws are costing us millions and don't make us any safer. State lawmakers are considering solutions that safely reduce the prison population. They need our support. Without reform, we all pay. Families, communities, and taxpayers. We can fix this crisis, but only if we act now. Paid for by Forward.us. 
the coast to hit the casinos, or maybe just a relaxing getaway for a few days. When you drive to the coast, tune to 106.3 Casino Radio for all casino promotions and exciting things to do while you're there. And it's not just casinos. Casino Radio has everything you'll want to know to make your stay on the coast an amazing one. From all of the great restaurants, nightlife, recreation, and more, Casino Radio has it all. So when you're on the coast, discover everything that's happening from 106.3 Casino Radio. This is Will Primo. I've spent my life outdoors and even made a career out of it. I've learned valuable lessons from being in God's great outdoors. Lessons like how much the health of our natural resources adds to all our lives. I hope you'll join me in supporting House Bill 1231. Your support gives us all a better place to call home and protects our natural resources for future generations. Please call your legislature and Lieutenant Governor Hosey and ask them to support House Bill 1231. Paid for by the Mississippi Outdoor Stewardship Coalition. Gallo here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning, 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Mississippi. On Super Talk Mississippi. Sports Talk Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm. Great to be with you on this Thursday afternoon. Richard Cross and Michael Borky. Brian Haydad is off today. You want to be part of the conversation? C Spire text line is the way to do it. 601-879-4395. 601-879-4395. Here you go. Nobody cares about broadcasters, especially those that just chime in and have non-regional diction. There's not a... Uh, okay. There's not a nickel's worth of difference between Tom Brady, Aaron Bro- Aaron Rodgers' little... I'm sorry. Between Tom Hart, Aaron Rodgers' little brother, or fill-in-the-blank guy. Not saying I could do it, or that just anyone could do it. Just saying that they are, there are a bunch of dudes with non-regional diction that are waiting on that job. Enjoy the show. Okay? And there are a lot of people that feel that way. Don't get in the way. Don't mess up the broadcast. Just kind of keep plugging. Uh, so this Russell Wilson story is fascinating to me. And and I, you know, I was asking the question, why does he think he's got the need to have that input? And your yeah, answer, it, Borky, was because other quarterbacks seem to. Right. That's not saying, and we had a couple texts, I'm not saying that he deserves to have that kind of input. I'm saying from his perspective, he looks at other places and other quarterbacks on a skill level that he is on. I mean, my goodness, Russell Wilson is one of the best deep ball passers statistically and with your eyes of all time. He's a Super Bowl winner. He's a great player. Probably should have had a couple more league MVPs. And two seasons ago, he put that team on his back to make a playoff run. I mean, he had nothing around him other than a rookie wide receiver and a bad offensive line, and they still won. He is an elite-level quarterback. So he looks at other places. He looks at Tampa, where if it was Jameis asking to sign uh, Leonard Fournette, for example, or Antonio Brown, they probably don't go down that road. But Brady shows up, and they're willing to take on a a lunatic like Antonio Brown because Brady wants him. He looks at a place like New Orleans, which is one of his preferred destinations, and here's why. 
Because Drew Brees and Sean Payton, they do it together. It's not Sean Payton's offense exclusively. Brees has input. They meet together. They call plays together. It's them. He has say. He has input. It's a very quarterback-friendly situation and culture there. And so he has a meeting with Pete Carroll and staff, and he wants to pitch some ideas about how he thinks the offense can improve, and they told him, basically, we don't need you. And he looks in New Orleans and has a dead-armed quarterback in New Orleans that has a say in everything. In his mind, I'm better as a quarterback today than Drew Brees is, and yet he still has all that... that Say that influence hey, that look, seat at the table. I, I think Jason made a great table. point, though. Jason says, "When does the general manager say you want a better offensive line? All right, let's restructure your deal so we can afford some more guys." Is his deal that bad to where they can't get anybody up front? I look. I mean, if you want me to be the the ins and outs of the salary cap guy, you get you get the wrong guy, but. He's making a boatload of money. I mean, which which other guys are too. I understand that. But I don't know. It just rubs me the wrong way when a guy gets really, really mad that he isn't being included in doing somebody else's job. I mean, he probably doesn't want the general manager coming into the quarterback room and trying to show him mechanically how he can be a little bit better. If I'm the general manager, I'm not sure that I want the quarterback trying to tell me how to do my job. Um, Here's your answer. The last three drafts, so the Seahawks are awful on the offensive line. Last three drafts, how many offensive linemen do you think they took in the last three drafts? I'm assuming you're taking me down the road of not very many. In 2018, in the fifth round, they took Jamarco Jones a tackle. Otherwise, that's it. Okay. So you're going to be a little more diversified. Too? But, but they've also gone out and gotten him some weapons. He's got that. Uh, well, they've had a hard time evaluating offensive talent. Like, they've, they've tried. It just hasn't worked until they got DK in the second. They've tried. I mean, you look at their draft history, and, and it's there. They're pretty good defensively. But... I mean, we're, we're kind of losing track of what the real story here is. One yeah, of the I best mean, the, quarterbacks the, in the league has, regardless of how Adam Schefter spins it, because that's what he's supposed to do, when you give your team a list of destinations, you requested a trade. You can spin it as, oh, no, he wants to stay in Seattle, but those are his preferred destinations. That's like uh, dating and telling your girlfriend, no, I don't want to leave you, but I'm going to text Cammie over here and, and see what she's all about. If you give your team a list of destinations, buddy, you requested a trade. Wilson is under contract for at least three more years. Despite his individual success, seven Pro Bowls, Seattle has not made the NFC title game since 2014, which was his third year in the league. The Athletic reports that uh, another coach in in the league thinks this could happen, and a coach told The Athletic, it's a great story. There's a lot there. Money? Greed, power, and control. The question is, could he end up in New Orleans? This is Sports Talk Mississippi. College Football Fix is next. You're listening to today's America's Music. Super Talk Mississippi. This is powered by your tree professionals. Streaming Lonnie's Tree Pro. 24-7. 6 one 345 
first news, I'm Steve Rappaport. President Biden says his administration is halfway toward the goal of vaccinating 100 million people in his first 100 days in office. 50 million shots in just 37 days since I've become president. That's uh, weeks ahead of schedule. Even with the setbacks we faced during the recent winter storms. Meanwhile, an FDA panel meets tomorrow to debate recommending Johnson & Johnson's coronavirus vaccine for emergency use authorization. That vaccine requires only one dose. A New York City prosecutor obtains former President Trump's tax records after a lengthy court battle. They include personal and corporate records that date back to 2011. The Manhattan DA's investigation includes looking into whether the former president and the Trump organization engaged in tax fraud and insurance fraud. The former president has called it a fishing expedition. Fox's Tanya J. Powers. America is listening to Fox News. This Fox News update has been brought to you by Tico's Steakhouse. Come dine with us. The steaks seared to perfection. Live main lobster and seafood. Make it Tico's tonight. Tico's Steakhouse. Call 601-956-1030. This is Jack Hoffman. For nearly 31 years, Tico's Steakhouse has been a staple of fine dining in Jackson, Mississippi. Dad has long since desired for me to come work alongside him. And now that I'm here, I would like to invite you to come experience our family tradition of our hospitality, sizzling steaks, and healthy poured beverages. Our dining rooms are open and we are taking reservations. Our private rooms are also available along with takeout. Call today or stop in to experience Tico's in the second generation. Tico's Steakhouse, East County Lime Road in Ridgeland, 601-956-1030. At Smith Marine, winterize your boat so it's done right. See the 2021 Crest Pontoons with great Suzuki outboard warranties. Come see the pros at Smith Marine, 149 Harbor Drive on the res by Main Harbor Marina in Ridgeland. I'm Stephen Gagliano, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. In a unanimous vote, the Moss Point Board of Aldermen selected an interim mayor yesterday. The change in leadership comes on the heels of former Mayor Mario King resigning after he and his wife pled guilty to a federal charge of wire fraud. Mayor Pro Tem Robert Byrd was tapped for the post because he's not running this spring in city elections. He'll serve until the city's general election in June. And Corrections Commissioner Burl Kane is calling for an investigation into the death of an inmate. Kane is asking the Rankin County DA's office to review the findings of an internal investigation after 39-year-old inmate Ronald Apgar died suddenly last Friday night at the Central Mississippi Correctional Facility. While an autopsy is being performed, an employee from the front gate of the facility has been banned, and Kane says he wants an independent third-party investigation into what happened. Stephen Gagliano, Supertalk Mississippi News. Hey, y'all know that Mississippians love the great outdoors, right? Well, the time has come to invest in the future of Mississippi's greatest asset, our natural resources. And we can do this now with the passage of House Bill 1231. This landmark legislation creates an outdoor stewardship trust fund by using proceeds from existing sporting goods sales without raising any taxes. The trust fund will improve outdoor recreation, protect clean water, and promote agriculture conservation efforts and forestry operations opportunities and preserve our natural resources for future generations. So if your passion is hunting whitetail bucks or fishing the coastal marsh for redfish and specks or just enjoying the outdoors with family and friends, then we all realize the importance of preserving nature as the heartbeat issue affecting our quality of life. So call your state senator and Lieutenant Governor Delbert Hoseman and ask them to vote for House Bill 1231 because Mississippians love the great outdoors. Paid for by the Mississippi Outdoor Stewardship Coalition. 
As a result of last week's winter storm, the Public Service Commission is reviewing the state's utility infrastructure. The review will begin immediately as commissioners say that the storm presented Mississippi with new challenges that must be addressed to ensure the reliability of service at all times. The commission did commend the performance of the state's electrical grid, which produced more electricity than needed on the coldest day of the year. And a recent report indicates that Mississippi's population is lagging, but Representative John Reed believes eliminating the state income tax will help. But we're kind of flat. We have not shown an increase in the population. And doing this, I think, would uh, encourage people to move here. The bill, which will now be taken up by the Senate, would immediately eliminate the income tax for those making under $50,000 a year and for married couples making under $100,000 a year. For more, visit supertalk.fm. Bull. When you listen to other wireless carriers, bull is all you hear. They talk about great deals, but it's never the price for one or two lines. One line with AT&T is 60 bucks. At Verizon, it's 90. Enough bull. Get the new Seaspire Real Deal plan. 10 gigs, 45 bucks per line with auto pay. 45 bucks, no bull. Seaspire. For a limited time, get our best 5G phone free with trading. Head to cspire.com for details. This is Jake Mangum. It's great to be on a team that is based in Mississippi. It's important to me that my team supports our high schools, universities, and several local events throughout the state. Of course, I'm talking about my home team, Farm Bureau Insurance. If you aren't already with Farm Bureau, it's time to join the team. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance or find a local agent at msfbins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. To all the folks in the Capital City metro area, love to have you join me tomorrow morning, 6 to 9, Gallo Show. We'll start your day the informed way. Super Talk Mississippi 97.3. Sports Talk Mississippi. On Super Talk Mississippi. Clock hour sports talk Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm. Richard Cross, Michael Borky. Hey, dad's off today. Thank you for being with us. You want to be a part of the conversation? Seaspire text line is the way to do it. 601 879 4395. 601 879 4395. Are your video conferences lagging? VPN connections dropping? VoIP calls choppy? It's time to face the truth. Cable can't support your business the way fiber internet can. Learn why online at cspire.com slash why fiber. We will get to the college football fix coming up in uh, just a couple of minutes, but uh, we'll continue the conversation. And I think maybe the most interesting angle of the Russell Wilson story is where does he end up and why does it matter locally? So, again, the updated report from Adam Schefter as the uh, course of the day was going along, Seahawks quarterback Russell Wilson has not demanded a trade, according to his agent Mark Rogers. He has, however, told the Seahawks that while he w- wants to play in Seattle, if a trade were considered, the only teams he would go to are the Cowboys, Saints, Raiders, and Bears. So, Borky, you said a second ago, when you say these are the teams I would go to, you're saying I want to be traded. 
I just wonder if he's saying, don't waste your time if you are thinking about trading me anywhere other than these places because he's got the ability to veto a trade yeah. if it's not somewhere he wants to go. Right. And so those I mean, Chicago doesn't really fit here, but I imagine the guy still wants to win a Super Bowl. Maybe he thinks that he can in Chicago, but the other three do make a lot of sense. I am fascinated. Is, so why you think Chicago's just not a good enough team? You're not going to step into a Super Bowl ready-made roster day one in Chicago. I think I think you will in Vegas. I know you would in Dallas and New Orleans. Ooh, but he would have you, more. He would have. Hold more on, you weapons. think that Cowboys roster as it exists right now is Super Bowl ready? With him, yes, I think so. Wait, are, are we sure that? The, hold on a second now. Okay, you you just kicked over an anthill in, in my mind. So you think that Russell Wilson is appreciably better than a healthy Dak Prescott? He's better. Yes, he's better. They were clicking. I mean, at least offensively, they were clicking before Dak got hurt, putting up a lot of points and yards. They were banged up, injured to death on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah. I don't think we got a really good sample size of what Dallas was going to be last year because of Prescott's injury and the other side of the ball was just destroyed and decimated by it. So um, do you believe do you believe Dallas is a Super Bowl ready roster with Dak at quarterback? They should contend for one, sure. Russell Wilson elevates it. I don't think anybody would um disagree with the fact that Russell Wilson is a better quarterback today than Dak Prescott is. I think that is just a statement that unless you're the biggest maroon and white glasses wearing Homer, he is. Uh, Anybody, if given the choice for this season, would choose Russell Wilson over Dak Prescott. However, but the interesting part about all this, Richard, is if, if Dallas enters into this sweepstakes, they could probably offer better at least immediately, than New Orleans, depending on how far they want to go. Dallas's first-round pick that they would offer this year is 18 slots better than New Orleans' first-round pick. Okay. And, I mean, I guess the Saints could give up Marshawn Lattimore, but he becomes a free agent in 2022, and so there's no guarantee that he's there. Um, Michael Thomas, you could give him up. You could offer him. I would. But... Seattle doesn't necessarily need a Michael Thomas. If I were them, I'd ask for a guy like Ryan Ramchek to sure up the offensive line that you didn't give to Russell. But if Dallas enters this sweepstakes, then Dak would be looking for a home. And while he could go money hunting, and his hometown is technically closer to Dallas than New Orleans is, try this on for size. Dallas enters the sweepstakes. They offer more for Russell Wilson than New Orleans does. Russell Wilson goes to Dallas. Dak then becomes a free agent, because they're sure not going to offer him a contract alongside Russell Wilson, so he will then become a free agent. Yeah. Louisiana boy, New Orleans needs a quarterback, and if he wants to win a Super Bowl, a healthy Dak Prescott steps into New Orleans, and that is a Super Bowl contender top four in the odds going into next season, no doubt about it. How about how much fun, at least around here, would that be? And all of a and sudden, Michael Borky becomes a Dak Prescott fan. Oh, I, I love the guy. I absolutely, I'm a huge fan I'm of him. Messing with you, um, um, absolutely. And, and so that that is fascinating and actually plausible. That's not some pie in the sky, galaxy brain idea. If Dallas 
gives Seattle something that they want and they take that deal, Dak's looking for a home. And if you want to win a Super Bowl, if that's something that you care about, that's your best chance as a quarterback to step into that situation because every other Super Bowl ready-made team has their guy. All right, so, so I mean, my, my two questions with the scenario that you laid out is, are the Cowboys, are we sure that the Cowboys are better off with 32-year-old Russell Wilson than they are with 27-year-old Dak Prescott? Yes. Now, you can argue about the gap, but yes, they would be. I just don't think there's a whole lot of difference. You don't think there's a whole lot of difference between Russell Wilson and Dak Prescott? No, not in terms of what the numbers are going to be and the production's going to be. I, I, I don't think... Look, I'm not arguing that Dak Prescott is a better quarterback than Russell Wilson. I'm not. I'm arguing that I don't know that Russell Wilson's production in Dallas would be any better than Dak Prescott's production in Dallas is going to be. Is that is that I mean do you understand what I'm saying? Does that, does that make sense? I understand what you're saying. I do. But if given the choice, you pick one over the other 100 times out of 100. But that that's the other thing, right? So if Dallas is really committed to Prescott, and they should be, by the way. But but if they're really committed to him, they may not enter these sweepstakes, even though that might be a place that Russell wants to go. So in steps New Orleans, and we had somebody ask about New Orleans' cap issues. You could really solve your cap issues by giving up guys with a big salary. I mean, that is, that is the easiest way to handle cap issues. And Russell Wilson's salary in Seattle, I mean, Seattle would take a lot of that cap hit anyway. But if you, in exchange for Russell Wilson, gave up this year's first round and next year's first round, maybe sprinkle in a third or fourth, and then throw Michael Thomas in there. You throw a, a defensive back, a secondary piece in there. I think that's a deal that that Seattle would take, or, or they would at least have to entertain. If you're getting okay, multiple so, first round, so, so in picks. this scenario, though, you're arguing what can New Orleans do to just go out and get him yes. from Seattle? I mean, the, it sounds to me, and, and tell me if I'm crazy here, like the much better scenario for New Orleans would be for for Dallas to do a deal to get Russell Wilson so that they then let Dak Prescott go and you get Prescott at basically no cost. I think that would be ideal. Uh, I mean, and Prescott would command a heavy dollar because a lot of people are going yeah, to want to go after Yeah, $35 million. And you would have to do some cap manipulation. Now, there's a lot of ways you can do that. You can restructure contracts and stuff like that. They are going to have to cut some guys. Uh, that was always going to be the case anyway. They're going to get under the cap because guys like Alex Anzalone, uh, he's going to be gone. Janoris Jenkins is going to be gone. They're going to get rid of probably another piece on the offensive line. But that would, I mean, I think Russell Wilson is a better quarterback than Dak Prescott today, and I don't think that's arguable. However, if given the choice, give up the farm for Wilson or have to pay Dak $35 million and keep Marshawn Lattimore and keep Michael Thomas and keep Cam Jordan and keep Ryan Ramchek, well then, yes, I, I want option two. 
uh, please and thank you. But that's dependent on Dallas entering these sweepstakes. You know Chicago's going to try. At least I think Chicago's going to try. Now that they know that that's where he, one of the places he wants to be. I think Vegas is going to try. Gruden doesn't appear to be very happy with Derek Carr. So they're going to try. Yeah. That, this is wild. I mean, and there's so many moving pieces, but boy, I mean, even if you have to give up a Michael Thomas to get Russell Wilson, I mean, imagine that guy in this scheme with that offensive line and those weapons. Take Michael right. Thomas out of the equation. Ceasefire text line crazy. New Orleans doesn't need Dak. Why would you want to hamstring us like that? We get a message that says Wilson for three years at the quarterback position. It says Wilson is better than Breeze, who is better than Dak. Um, Saints throwing out number ones doesn't have that much punch, being that it will be a pick in the twenties. That's from Jeff on I fifty five. Sports Talk Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm. More coming up with you. We'll get to the college football fix. When we come back. In the Venable Glass Traffic Center, I'm Patty Steele. Venable Glass with two locations in Richland on 51 North and Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive, Crossgates. Locally owned and operated with free mobile service in the Tri-County area. Headed home this afternoon, things looking pretty good. No accidents or major congestion. Traffic is picking up at the stack. Be safe on your ride home. This update is brought to you by Smith Brothers Body Shop. The best from us to you. Proudly serving the metro area since 1946. Call Smith Brothers. Ben Nelson Golf and Outdoor is now offering easy-go units with maintenance-free elite lithium batteries and an unprecedented eight-year warranty with unbeatable energy efficiency. Only at Ben Nelson Golf and Outdoor. Exit 114 in Gluckstadt or online at bennelson.com. This is Home Answers Radio, and my guest today is Trey Jackson of Bulldog Construction. Trey, if a business has uneven sidewalks, they're asking for trouble. Would you agree? Lynn, they are. It's a trip hazard and it needs to be fixed. Our foam technology can level those uneven walks without having to lay down any new concrete. Much easier and more affordable. Trey, my wife tripped over one of those and skinned her knee up. She was fortunate. Call Bulldog Construction at 601-853-4242. Calling the all-new 2021 Ford F-150 just tough is like calling me, D-Nice, just a DJ. Call it fresh with an available interior work surface for putting in work or getting in lunch. Call it connected with standard SYNC 4 technology plus a huge available 12-inch touchscreen. Call it capable with available Pro Power onboard outlets for tools or turntables. Call me D-Nice. Actually, tough this smart can only be called F-150. Introducing the all-new 2021 Ford F-150. Built Ford proud. Built Ford tough. I'm Lauren McGraw with Gotta Go. Have you got bathroom restoration or construction going on? Well, we've got you covered with deluxe luxury restrooms with air conditioning, LED lights, radio, Bluetooth, and all the amenities for your needs. When you've got to go, you've got to go. Got to go, 601-879-3969. Hey, guys, I'm Michael Clark with Ace Bolton Screw Company. We have been locally owned and operated for over 50 years. Come by and check out our newly remodeled store. We've got all the biggest brands of power tools and hand tools. DeWalt, Milwaukee, Makita, Channel Lock, Irwin, and Lennox, just to name a few. Let us help you get the job done right. Come see us at Ace Bolton Screw Company, Jackson, Tupelo, Atlanta, and Gluckstadt. 
there. This is Jody Adams at Ridge Medical Clinic. We are now accepting appointments for chronic and acute care as well as walk-ins. We are conveniently located off Highway 51 in the Oak Place Shopping Center. I invite you to call today. That's Jody Adams with Ridge Medical Clinic. Our phone number is 601-790-7711. We offer the gold standard COVID-19 PCR testing with next day results. We at Ridge Medical Clinic hope to see you soon. Our number is 601-790-7711. JT here. Jackson, I'd love to have you join me tomorrow from 10 to 1 for the JT Show. We'll hang out and talk about the hot issues of the day right here on Super Talk Mississippi 97.3. This, this is Sports Talk Mississippi right here on supertalk.fm, the Super Talk Mississippi app, and always live on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station. Sports Talk Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm. Thanks for being with us on this Thursday afternoon. Let's talk a little college football. Time right now for the college football fix. Football fix is driven by Ford and your local Mississippi Ford dealers. Log on to buyfordnow.com. Find out one of the best-selling trucks. And remember that it's truck month, which means not just savings, but selection. Great deals at your local Mississippi Ford dealers. The 2021 F-150, newly redesigned, spectacular, the always reliable Super Duty, or the adventurous Ford Ranger. Test drive one today at your local Mississippi Ford dealers. Borky, we got the announcement a couple of days ago that the Grove Bowl is happening. Uh, It's going to be on April 24th at 4 o'clock. The plan is for fans to be in the stands. How many uh, we'll see. I mean, you've, I guess, got the capacity that you had during football season. You can use that for the Grove Bowl if you want to. And it sounds like some attendance restrictions are about to ease. Like, maybe in the next week or two, certainly by the time we get to April. That's fine and good. It's just the spring game. What is a bigger deal is that plans for spring practices are going forward. Coastal Carolina has been practicing for a month now, going through their spring. Mississippi State, with second-year head coach Mike Leach, is about to go through a full spring. Southern Miss, with first-year head coach Will Hall, Started its spring practice earlier this week. Ole Miss under second-year head coach Lane Kiffin about to go under a full spring. And given what they went through a year ago, this feels like it's a pretty big deal. Yeah, for a lot of reasons. One, just a sense of normalcy. But I think that is – I thought about this a lot yesterday. We spent so much time discussing the uphill battle that the schools here had in recruiting – uh, being new head coaches, couldn't have. I mean, the cycle was different for Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Arkansas, and Missouri because even though Auburn fired Gus, Auburn, LSU, Alabama, Texas A&M, everyone else got to host a bunch of juniors on their campus for junior days and visits and stuff like that. And so we really talked about how the lack of anything – Uh, really damaged recruiting and signing the number 17 class in college football. I guess that's up one now because Tennessee fell 
since they lost everybody. Um, signing a top 25 class for Mississippi State, how big of a deal that is, how remarkable that is. We didn't really talk about how not having all of this really impacted the football teams. Now, it did kind of affect everyone, right? Nobody got to have a spring. Nobody got to have a real summer. Camp was altered because you couldn't have more than 15 minutes with a position group because of contact tracing. So all of that was ruined for everybody. But not everybody was implementing an entire new system. Mike Leach at Mississippi State was doing a complete style change. I mean, a mentality change with his offense. Yeah. What Rich Rodriguez attempted to do, I don't know if you could call it actually doing, what Rich Rodriguez attempted to do at Ole Miss is very different than what Jeff Levy and and Lane Kiffin are doing at Ole Miss. And all of that change occurred when you could not have spring practice, when your summer workouts were non-existent. Matt Corral or K.J. Costello at the time couldn't really send a mass text to the team group me and say, hey, practice fields, one hour, we're running routes. Because that would have been a, a news cycle. They would have been ripped apart. And you know the columns that would have been written in USA Today if, oh my gosh, Ole Miss quarterback Matt Corral led an unsanctioned team workout where they weren't appropriately socially distanced. They couldn't do anything. You're talking about a style change, a system change, grooming new quarterbacks because Matt Corral didn't end the season as the starter and K.J. Costello was in Palo Alto before Starkville. New quarterbacks, new system, new everything, and they couldn't do it appropriately. We did not talk about that at all, really, going into last season. The difference between what Ole Miss and Mississippi State had to go through versus Texas A&M and Auburn and all the teams they play. Yeah, all and, systems and that's, were where you, that's where you kind of punch a hole in the philosophy of, well, it was the same for everybody. Well, yeah, it was the same for everybody, and everybody had to deal with incoming players who weren't familiar with systems and you know weren't going through a, a spring workout and a summer workout. But most places had a bunch of veterans coming back that also had a coaching staff coming back. And when you compile the fact that at Ole Miss, at Mississippi State, at Arkansas, at Missouri, at other places that had new coaches a year ago, not only you didn't have the spring, it was for everybody to learn the new system. And so you didn't start that until July. I I do think as we go through this now, the question becomes, what is the most important thing for Mike Leach at Mississippi State? for Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss to accomplish this spring going into year two, which in some ways probably should feel kind of like year number one. I know nobody's going to look at it that way. I I, I get that. But what do they need to accomplish most in this upcoming spring practice period? Because so many times, Borky, we just kind of brush spring off to the side and take it for granted and have had conversations about whether or not spring practice even matters, if it's relevant, if it should be happening. And I know some of those conversations have been more about whether or not a spring game should happen or not, but there have been conversations about whether or not you should even be having spring practice and and whether or not it accomplishes anything. So, given that we do have that this year, you've got continuity on the coaching staffs, you've got a lot of guys coming back, but also things to figure out, what do you think it is? So, So for me, for Mississippi State... I'd start with Will Rogers. And spare me for now, oh, Sawyer Robertson, Sawyer, uh, Sawyer Robertson's not there yet. I don't think, right? I mean, does it? He, 
He doesn't come into the summer? I believe that is correct. I could be wrong. Will Rogers played and played well. Once he became the starter, he played well down the stretch for Mississippi State. I don't think that Will Rogers is the second coming of Brett Favre. In terms of arm strength or talent or ability or anything else, but he played really well and he made good decisions and Mississippi State was better down the stretch. I think this is an important spring for Will Rogers. You agree? I do. And um, we've talked about this before. Um, I don't know how people are just writing him off. I think that's crazy. And, and there can such, such a jump can be had between true freshman and sophomore year when everything is normal. There are some people, a lot of Mississippi State fans, that have already written him off. I mean, I've heard from them. I've seen them say that. And I think they're crazy. And that's the biggest thing. Uh, getting him in tune with his weapons, and he's got a handful of them. Now they're young. Uh, they're still they're still teenagers. And, um, but they're there. And so getting in sync with your quarterback and your system and actually having him prepare to be the starter for an entire offseason, that didn't happen last year. Yeah. I mean, it'd be different if he was a true freshman that got all offseason to get ready to be the starter. He didn't have that. He was probably kicking back and probably worked hard, but Costello was the guy. But are you naming a starter out of spring practice if you're Mike Leach? Oh, he won't. I mean, heck, he probably won't even name a starter until Saturday morning, and even then it'll still be vague. You may be right about that. Um, Brad says Sawyer is an elite talent, but he won't be in Starkville until the summer. Yeah, I, I thought that was the that, case. And he's also a freshman, so everything that bothered you about Will Rogers at times, the sometimes um, he would make bad decisions. I mean, he threw a handful of interceptions into double coverage, stuff like that. Sometimes he didn't take enough risks and generally just looked like a freshman. What do you think is going to happen when Sawyer Robertson takes his first snap as the starter next year if you're naming him the starter? What do you think is going to happen? The exact same thing, because he is used to playing football against 16-year-old little Johnny that just went to school to go get an MBA. Yeah, but we've gotten to the point where more and more guys are stepping on campus ready to play as true freshmen. Even at quarterbacks? quarterbacks. Who? <sighs> See, that's the thing. I mean, and I mean it's I a very to, I, small list of freshman quarterbacks that were They're elite. not a ton, right? Maybe I'm thinking more about redshirt freshmen. I mean, obviously, I'm thinking about Johnny Manziel. He was a redshirt freshman. Jameis was a redshirt freshman. I mean, that's, Sam, that's Sam Ellinger thing. started at Texas as a true freshman, and he was pretty darn good his first year. He wasn't great, but he was pretty good. I guess Spencer Rattler was a redshirt freshman this year at Oklahoma. And there's a, there's obviously a difference between being a redshirt freshman and a true freshman. Matt Corral played. He was not a starter as a, a true freshman. Now you got to help me out here. I mean, there were, there were more. I mean, there's the list two is very long. But it was only at the end of the year. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. So J- Jalen Hurts played as a true freshman. It's it's just such a jump from high school to the SEC. And and if you think that. Rodgers, as a true freshman, had some flaws. This kid's going to have flaws, too. It's just going to happen. Yeah. No, you were, I, I don't disagree with that at all. And then we get a question from Dave. He says, if I remember correctly, Jack Abraham is only two years removed from being one of the top five highest completion percentage passers in the nation. Yeah, I mean, you're right. Jack Abraham transfers in as well. 
Something to think about. That's your college football fix driven by Ford. We'll be right back. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, increasing clouds, high near 72. Tonight, a 40% chance of rain, low around 51. Your Thursday, a slight chance of rain, mostly cloudy, high near 62. Thursday evening, a 70% chance of showers, cloudy skies, low around 49. And for your finally Friday, showers and thunderstorms in the forecast, mostly cloudy, high near 65. This weather is service of our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha Outboard dealer in Brandon. The best made-to-order lunch is right around the corner at 4th and Gold Sports Cafe. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769-208-8283. That's 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. Walking into Carter Sledge Family Dentistry is like walking into a spa. With its relaxed atmosphere and luxurious setting, you'll definitely feel at ease. At Carter Sledge Family Dentistry, you can choose either a male or female doctor. Whatever makes you more comfortable. Plus, Carter Sledge has the very latest in technology, like same-day crowns. Find out more at cartersledgedental.com. Carter Sledge Family Dentistry, Lake Harbor Drive in Ridgeland. At Carter Sledge Family Dentistry, our smile begins with yours. Mississippi prisons are in crisis because of extremely long sentences and parole laws that offer no way out. These laws are costing us millions and don't make us any safer. State lawmakers are considering solutions that safely reduce the prison population. They need our support. Without reform, we all pay. Families, communities, and taxpayers. We can fix this crisis, but only if we act now. Paid for by Forward.us. Get ready, Greater Jackson area. The big one, the Great Southern Gun and Knife Show, is coming for two big days at the Mississippi Coliseum. Saturday, 9 till 5, Sunday, 10 till 5. Hundreds of dealers' tables available, full of guns, knives, ammunition, holsters, gun books, camouflage, jewelry, and related items. Hunters and collectors, the big show is for you. Buy, sell, trade, or just spend the day browsing. Ladies are especially welcome. Admission is just $9 for adults and $2 for kids ages 6 to 11. Sorry, no one under the age of 18 admitted without a parent. Got guns to sell? Be sure they're unloaded and bring them. Instant background checks available for gun purchases. The big one, the Great Southern Gun and Knife Show. Saturday 9 to 5, Sunday 10 to 5 at the Mississippi Coliseum. Take the high street exit off I-55 and follow the signs to exercise your right to keep and bear arms. And be sure to register for the door prize. See you this weekend at the big one. Sure as shooting, don't miss it. This is JT. If you like me, you like to deal with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954, and they're headquartered in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks, 1-800-647-8540, or on the web, MajesticMetalsINC.com. I'm Stephen Gagliano, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. In a unanimous vote, the Moss Point Board of Aldermen selected an interim mayor yesterday. The change in leadership comes on the heels of former Mayor Mario King resigning after he and his wife pled guilty to a federal charge of wire fraud. Mayor Pro Tem Robert Byrd was tapped for the post because he's not running this spring in city elections. He'll serve until the city's general election in June. And Corrections Commissioner Burl Kane is calling for 
an investigation into the death of an inmate. Kane is asking the Rankin County DA's office to review the findings of an internal investigation after 39-year-old inmate Ronald Apgar died suddenly last Friday night at the Central Mississippi Correctional Facility. While an autopsy is being performed, an employee from the front gate of the facility has been banned, and Kane says he wants an independent third-party investigation into what happened. Stephen Gagliano, Super Talk Mississippi News. Heading to the coast to hit the casinos. Or maybe just a relaxing getaway for a few days. When you drive to the coast, tune to 106.3 Casino Radio for all casino promotions and exciting things to do while you're there. And it's not just casinos. Casino Radio has everything you'll want to know to make your stay on the coast an amazing one. From all of the great restaurants, nightlife, recreation, and more, Casino Radio has it all. So when you're on the coast, discover everything that's happening from 106.3 Casino Radio. Confidence, peace of mind, a way forward. During tough times, these are the things we all want. And with the personalized help of a Trustmark relationship manager, it's something we can find together. That's why Trustmark is standing by business owners. No matter what challenges you may be facing, we are here with a suite of financial services to help you find a path forward. Learn more at Trustmark.com business. In a world full of noise, the latest news. Finding information that matters to you can be overwhelming. That's why Super Talk is here. Here we go. To filter through the noise, to cut through the clutter, to deliver real information and discuss how it affects you. You'll know what's important and why it matters when you listen to Super Talk Mississippi. Covering your Mississippi team with live reports from games and practices, plus exclusive interviews. Weekday afternoon starting at 3 on supertalk.fl, the Supertalk Mississippi app, and always live on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. Coming to my rescue on the ceasefire text line, as I kind of drew a blank, I threw out the idea of more freshman starting quarterbacks in the SEC, and Borky said, well, who? And I thought I could get there. It's like we've talked about that. I just couldn't come up with them immediately. Jake Fromm was one at Georgia. Jalen Hurts was one at Alabama. Connor Bazelak this past year was one at Missouri. Obviously, Will Rogers, John Rice Plumley a year ago at Ole Miss. Look. Uh, Borky, I'm not trying to convince you, one, that it happens all the time. And I'm not trying to convince you that the results are great when it does happen. But we are seeing more quarterbacks step on campus and play as freshmen. Sure. And they're all... uh, Jake Fromm was good. He wasn't asked to do a whole lot. Jalen Hurts was obviously good. But every single one of these guys, Ken Seals at Vanderbilt being another, deeply flawed. Every single one as a freshman, deeply flawed. And that's really the point I'm trying to make is is not that Sawyer Robertson is not going to be great or he's not a great prospect, but if you are frustrated with some things that Will Rogers did, do not expect this kid to come in and not also be flawed as a freshman adjusting from playing against little Timmy and then playing against NFL defensive backs that are just a couple years away. Yeah. I mean that that's really what I'm getting at is and 
Uh, we had somebody on the text line say they're just excited about Robertson. No, I have seen people, our colleague even, doesn't think that Will Rogers is starting for Mississippi State in week one. Maybe he's right. I just wouldn't write him off like that just yet. I think that's crazy. He performed well in a weird year, in a weird offseason, in an SEC-only schedule where his best players around him, offensive line was an atrocity in front of him. Horrible. I mean, let's call it what it is. They couldn't block a three-man rush. And he still performed well when his best players around him are freshmen in a brutal offensive line in an SEC-only schedule. Offensive line made a little bit of progress as the season went along, but you're right. There was there was a stretch there where it was it was absolutely a disaster. And just writing that off, I think that's crazy. I think he what, what state fans should Trevor Lawrence another one. He was great as a freshman. Yeah, um, not bad. Didn't start the season that way, but you know, coach kind of did the other guy a favor. Um, what I'll, I mean. The, the point is, I have seen people write off Will Rogers, and I think what you should be, if you're one of those people, is thrilled about this kid getting a real offseason, a real spring practice, a real summer as the team leader and the quarterback to prepare for a season where he's not playing an SEC defense every week either. Uh, I mean, that'll help a lot, too. He gets to open the season with not Alabama, which is a great thing. I, I don't know. I, if I were you guys, I'd be thrilled about the quarterback you got and not be looking ahead to a guy that was playing against 15-year-olds last year. Yeah. But you also can, if he is as talented as people want to believe he is, we're talking about Sawyer Robertson, then the flip side of that is you want to get him into your system as quickly as possible, especially if you think 2021 is like a legit transition year in the program. Like, 2020 almost has to be year zero for a Mike Leach team, especially in a COVID year. And so if 2021 is kind of the transition year where it really starts to kind of start moving in the right direction, would you rather have Will Rogers? Or if you think long-term the answer is Sawyer Robertson, do you let him go through and take his lumps in 21 so that as you build a program in the image of the head coach of Mike Leach, 2022, 23, 24, you feel great about this guy who's already taken the lumps and now he's ready to go. And then where does Jack Abraham fit in in all this? Because unless he was just done being a starter, unless he was just done, you know, he's just, I've had, I've had my time, I, I want to go somewhere where it's a bigger place and learn from a cool coach and then go from there, but... I'd be shocked if he did not transfer with the intention of competing for and winning the starting job. So where the heck does he fall in all this? Yeah, but doesn't everybody that transfers transfer with that idea in their mind, whether it's realistic or not? And uh, They do, I have, but uh, you could have found a better destination where you were more likely to be the starter, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah. He could have gone to South Carolina. I mean, shoot. It, does South Carolina have a better option than him on campus right now? Oh, that's a good point. That's a good point. Hey, jumping subjects for a second, there was some news that came out right about the time the show began today from the SEC. The SEC announced the men's basketball matchups for the final weekend of league play. Remember, this extra weekend was built in as a buffer for makeup games or add-on games so that you could get as close to 18 as possible. 
Six games will be played on Saturday, March 6th, and one game will be played on Sunday, March 7th, all of these leading into the SEC tournament, which is going to be played in Nashville. So here are the additions. I'll rip through them without comment, and then we'll go back. Alabama at Georgia. That's on CBS on Saturday, March 6th. LSU at Missouri, originally scheduled for January 9th, so this is a makeup. Mississippi State at Auburn, originally scheduled for February 16th. It was moved twice because of weather before ultimately being postponed for a longer amount of time. Texas A&M at Arkansas, originally scheduled for February 6th. South Carolina at Kentucky, originally scheduled for December 29th. Vanderbilt at Ole Miss, not originally scheduled. And Florida at Tennessee, originally scheduled for February 10th. What do these matchups mean? Let's start with Vandy at Ole Miss. It's a, it's a shame it's not LSU. It, I mean, honestly, Ole Miss needed a matchup with LSU or Alabama or Arkansas because that would be a legitimate net opportunity. Instead, they got a matchup with Vandy, who's like 115 in the net. And kind of scrappy, too. I mean, if you look at their recent results, I know, don't look at the record. And Scottie Pippen Jr. Dylan DeSue, by the way, out for the rest of the year. And then Scottie Pippen Jr. also uh, did not play, did last, not play night. last night. But general, I mean, the last few weeks, Vanderbilt's been playing people close. And so it's a team that can't help you at all, and it's a team that's actually not playing terrible basketball right now that's kind of kind of funky. It, you know, playing a game and winning a game is better than not having one at all, I suppose. But if they're still around the 120s when you play them, a win could actually hurt you. Yeah, in, in terms of the net rankings, I do think that's a possibility. That, I mean, could your net go down just a little bit? Yeah, I guess that's a possibility. But if you do win out... So even with Vanderbilt on the schedule, it not being LSU, it stinks. But if you beat Vanderbilt, Kentucky, Vanderbilt, and then win a game or, or two games in Nashville, you're probably in. They're at a point now where they don't need help. They just can't do what they did against Mississippi well, State I mean, last weekend. They need help in the sense that Joe Lenardi, if, you're, if you put much stock into what he has to say, Still has them very much outside looking in, like sitting at, you know, the seventh team out. Right. They don't need all six of the teams that are in front of them to do exactly what you're talking about. Win their final three games of the regular season and go win a couple of games in the conference tournament. Yeah, that's just an unlikely outcome. That, yeah, that never happens anyway. But you are at a place where if you take care of business, which means beating Vanderbilt in Nashville on Saturday, winning against Kentucky at home on March the 2nd, I think it is. And by the way, Kentucky is playing its best basketball of the season. Go figure. Kentucky peaking in March. Imagine that. And then turning around and having to beat Vanderbilt again a week later. I mean, you, you, you're you right. You give yourself a chance. I, I don't know if it's enough. And we won't know it's enough until Selection Sunday. I do think if you win those three games... You can't go to Nashville and lose your first game in the SEC tournament and have the season come to an end. And and there are also some matchups 
that you don't want to see. I mean, you, you, you don't want to be playing on that second day at the SEC tournament and, frankly, be matched up with Georgia, who has handled Ole Miss twice this year. Ole Miss hasn't had an answer for. You're not going to get matched up with Alabama because they're going to be the number one seed. You're not going to play Arkansas on the first day. You know, maybe you need to play Texas A&M on the, the, the second day of the tournament for your first game. And then you need to turn around and have to play either LSU or Alabama. Because if you if you win a game against somebody like A&M or South Carolina or whomever, and then turn around and you get a quad one win, then you're right. You're probably in. And if you lose, it's possible your net goes up because of the weird way the ranking is structured. I, you know, I don't know. Look, I don't know that, that if you're Ole Miss, though, you can do anything other than just, look, you got to go get one at Vanderbilt. Because if you lose it at Vanderbilt, it's over unless you win the SEC tournament. And then if you get that one, you got to beat Kentucky at home. Because if you lose that, it's probably over except for the SEC tournament. Winning the whole thing. And then you got to beat Vanderbilt. I mean, it's the same scenario. It's back against the wall. You have to win to give yourself a chance to keep playing basketball in 2021. Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm. We'll be right back. From the Venable Glass Traffic Center, I'm Patty Steele. Venable Glass in Richland on 51 North and Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive, Crossgates. Call 601-605-4443 for all of your glass needs. Taking a final look this afternoon, we have a few accidents in the Jackson area, Old Canton Road and Ken Club, and Lakeland Drive and Lakeland Circle. This update brought to you by Smith Brothers Body Shop, the best from us to you. Proudly serving the metro area since 1946. Call Smith Brothers. The American Council of Engineering Companies is the voice of our state's engineering community and a proud sponsor of National Engineers Week. The purpose of this week is to shine a spotlight on the contributions that engineers make to society. To get a true sense of just how important engineers are for the quality of our life and safety, just look around your home, the roads you travel, your job, and everything you eat and drink. An engineer helped make it happen. This message brought to you by the American Council of Engineering Companies of Mississippi. Hey, Tom. Looks like you're a few guys short today. Yeah, one's been out with the flu, another is at the ER, and Lydia at the office has a sick child. Where's Randy? Another contractor offered benefits. You should call New Care MD. They offer full-service medical care, flat monthly rates. Your guys and their families get same-day appointments and minor emergency service. Contact New Care MD at NewCareMD.com today to learn more about how you can provide affordable direct primary care to your employees. Gallo here for the professionals at Watkins Construction and Roofing. I got to know these guys over the summer when just about everybody in the neighborhood replaced roofs from a spring storm. To keep a small roof problem from getting bigger, call the pros that can find damage the untrained eye can't. Watkins Construction and Roofing, the state's largest roofer. And there's a simple reason for that, customer satisfaction. Get a free inspection and they won't ask for upfront deposits. 601-966-8233, WatkinsConstructionInc.com. 
Are the trees and shrubs running your yard instead of you? Let the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros take out your problem limb by limb. Baroni's Tree Pros is your complete tree, shrub, and stump removal service. No job is too big for the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. And with our superior cleanup, you can't go wrong. Baroni's Tree Pros, 601-345-8090. 601-345-8090. That's 601-345-8090. Or online at baroniestreepros.com. That's baroniestreepros.com. Pool tables, ping pong, poker, classic arcades, football, sports decor, even kitchen and bar stools. You'll find it all at Game Room Gallery. Game Room Gallery has plenty to choose from during this time you're at home to help make many more memories with your family. With specials on classic arcades and pool sticks too. Let Game Room Gallery bring excitement to any room in your home. Game Room Gallery, Ridgewood Road, just north of County Line. For more, call 601-853-7777. That's 601-853-7777. Online at gameroom-gallery.com. The Mississippi Office of Homeland Security wants to remind you that public safety is everyone's responsibility. To help Mississippians take part in securing their communities, our office has created a C-Send app for smartphones that can send suspicious activity tips straight to the Mississippi Fusion Center. Download it for free from your app store today by searching C-Send. You can also report suspicious activity by phone to 888-4-SAFE-MS or 601-933-7200. Online reporting available at homelandsecurity.ms.gov. This is Will Primo. I've spent my life outdoors and even made a career out of it. I've learned valuable lessons from being in God's great outdoors. Lessons like how much the health of our natural resources adds to all our lives. I hope you'll join me in supporting House Bill 1231. Your support gives us all a better place to call home and protects our natural resources for future generations. Please call your legislature and Lieutenant Governor Hosey and ask them to support House Bill 1231. Paid for by the Mississippi Outdoor Stewardship Coalition. Arm yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi. Your new home for exclusive sports coverage here in the Magnolia State. It's about time. Right here on Super Talk Mississippi. with you sports talk mississippi michael borky all by myself at least for the final segment richard's off calling soccer for the sec network plus and brian haydad is off playing video games i heard call of duty had a big update today so maybe that's what he's doing i don't know glad to be with you nonetheless back to the text line i had somebody uh let me know that uh, 6A football in Mississippi likely doesn't have 15-year-olds and uh, correcting me on that. So thank you. Yeah, I know. It's uh, it's a little thing called hyperbole. But you guys got my point right. It's very different playing against SEC players and playing against high school kids. Maybe they're not 15. I was playing varsity at 15 at the highest level of competition in South Carolina. So I don't know. Maybe it's, uh, maybe it's different here because I certainly... I don't know if I was special, but anyway, yeah, you guys, uh, you guys uh, got my point. And then he, anyway, all right. Uh, JP in Pascagoula says Abraham's completion percentage was seventy three point three percent just a few seasons ago and was among the nation's best. And he does put the qualifier in that it was, you know, a short passing game scheme, but still, you got to complete the passes. 
you'd be surprised how many guys in uh, in college football can't complete 73% of screen passes and slants. You'd be surprised. So that number is nothing to uh, to sneeze at. Um, but JP says he's parlaying that accuracy and efficiency into a shot to compete in um, Mike Leach's offense. Yeah, see, that's why I'm so fascinated. I, I mean, that, that's going to be the conversation this summer is the quarterback position at Mississippi State. I, I I'm really like Will Rogers. You guys hear me. I stand for Will Rogers all the time. I think that uh, some Mississippi State fans are a little hard on him. Uh, but it, that quarterback room is full of talent. And I, I'm fascinated by his decision to transfer to Mississippi State when he could have found a home, even in the SEC, where he could have been given an easier path to be the starter. What It's an interesting decision. We're going to spend so much time talking about it uh, this offseason, and I can't wait uh, to see what that's going to be like. But, man, what a, what a unique situation for Mississippi State. I mean, you'd be crazy to think that Mike Leach is not going to give him a shot. Of course he is. He has famously not just committed to one quarterback. I mean, that's not really his style. If he thinks Abraham can play, then, uh, then he can play. And he will. There's no, no real loyalty for, uh, for Mike Leach. David in Pascagoula is worried about the, uh, the baseball weather tomorrow. Man, I am too. I just hope we can get three games in. Um, across the board. I'm just not confident in that at all. We owe you a Pearl River Resort pick in the day. As Shaq Bully says, I'm definitely special. Yeah, I hear the sarcasm through the text line, my friend. <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, my mom agrees. I, I am a special, special young man for sure. Probably not in the same way you're describing it. Uh, Pearl River Resort brings you the pick of the day every single day. The weather this weekend, probably not going to be great, but you know this sunny weather, this warm weather, and then showers is going to bring a beautiful golf course. So you can do the whole thing. You can get a spa for the missus, take her to a nice dinner, put some money down on the games, go play some golf. Best place to do all that is at the Pearl River Resort and put your picks in at the sports book at Timeout Lounge. Not a whole lot as far as availability goes. You don't really get lines for college baseball, at least none that I can find. Uh, no SEC basketball teams in action, so we will quickly go to the NBA. Milwaukee's an eight point favorite on the road in New Orleans. Both, um, well, New Orleans is coming off of a back to back. No Drew Holiday potentially for Milwaukee. Uh, I think the game's going to be closer than that. New Orleans is one of the best offenses in the NBA right now, not playing a whole lot of defense. That over also looks good at 242. Uh, I would probably take New Orleans plus the points and over 242. That's your Pearl River Resort pick of the day, brought to you by the Sportsbook at Timeout Lounge. Jim from Caledonia. Jim, bring that up to us tomorrow. We are just simply out of time here. Uh, I, so if you're listening tomorrow, send that exact text that you sent in tomorrow, and that's an interesting conversation. I'd love to get to it. Uh, we are just, you'll hear the music here in a second, we are simply out of time. We also have a network of podcasts here, by the way. We need to start promoting these. Uh, you've got the Thunder and Lightning podcast with Brian Haydad covering Mississippi State. You have the Eagle Hour that is on your favorite podcast platform. If you're a Southern Miss fan, you want Southern Miss wall-to-wall coverage, the Eagle Hour is available wherever you get your podcasts. you got the Rebel Report, also my morning live stream. So we're on this show in the afternoon on the radio. In the morning, though, 8 a.m., on the Sports Talk Mississippi social channels, 
I go live and chat with you. About a half hour live stream every morning. Check that out as well. And if you don't use social media but use a podcast platform, just search Mike in the Morning or my name and it should come up. And I'd love for you to join me every morning, 8 a.m., the live stream from Sports Talk Mississippi. You guys have a great rest of your day. Glad that you are with us as always. Thank you for making our show a part of your day like you always do. We'll be back tomorrow, full strength tomorrow as well. But in the meantime, you guys have a great and safe night and hope that weather stays away for baseball this weekend. Y'all have a good one. We'll talk to you tomorrow at 3. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.